I look at my family and I think Dad and Scott are Gryffindors, Mom and Jesse are Ravenclaws, Liza and Jake are Hufflepuffs. That's very true. And they're, they're, that's all there is to and- Welcome to the Cold Bow Podcast. This is Jake, and I'm here with my cold bros. How are you guys doing? Uh, totally fantastic, sir. How are you? Oh, man. This, I'm uh... so good. That was so much energy, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great. Um, we're a man short today. Troy is gone. Uh, he had a bit of a family emergency. Yeah, he has he a terrible excuse, too. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a family emergency. Couldn't make it in. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll bear on without him. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, we want to be real quick to get into this because we got a lot of talked about today. But have you guys been doing anything, anything up? Um, we, I mean, before we recorded this, we were discussing a format change that we're going to be doing soon. Uh, we're going to be trying to do shorter episodes from here on out. Uh, our little what have we been up to rambling sessions in the beginning. And we're going to try to cut out completely, if not cut it down. Make some it more. super short. Yeah, there, there's just some stuff coming up in our own lives. Um where hopefully we can keep doing this, but um, we're just going to probably have to do some shorter episodes from here on out, uh, which might be a good or bad thing, depending on if you are listening to us. As far as like the stuff we've been up to, honestly, let us know what you like about the episodes um, as the audience, because we'd love to just give you what you want. So, so if you want more of that, less of that, let us know. We can, we've talked about different things um, and we can include it, but it might have to be a separate episode, something like that. Yeah, I mean, if you guys are liking what have you been up to segments and we'll keep doing them. Uh, I mean, honestly, we just do them just to get a little more comfortable before we start recording, jumping into our episode. So uh, it's, a, it's a good way to warm up our vocal cords. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we might have Unique to cut those out New completely. Or... Unique New York. The rain falls mainly on the plains in Spain. It's beautiful, man. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. I'm good to go. All right, good. All right. Um, I don't so... believe you. <laughs> so... We have been talking a lot. Uh, I also, uh, I finished Chernobyl, by the way. That show is amazing. Mm-hmm. So uh, not to go too far, too deep into it, but man, Russians are scary, especially Russians from the 80s <laughs> are super scary. Did you guys watch that clip I sent you of the comedian? <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> Did you watch no, it? No, I don't think so. He said that uh, Russians are the scariest white people. So if you're ever like in a scary neighborhood and... Uh, as he put it, a violent thug approaches you. He's like, hey, man, you know what neighborhood you're in? He's like, you think this is bad neighborhood? <laughs> and then... <laughs> that, was, I, I was so scared of getting mugged in New York. So I was in walking down the street and two big thugs came up to me and was like, hey, man, you know what neighborhood you in? He goes, you'll think this bad neighborhood. He's like, those guys took off. <laughs> they wanted nothing to do with me as soon as He's I like, faked that Russian accent. If you ever That's ask, a great idea. <laughs> If you ever ask, ask a guy for directions and he's like, hey, do you know where the subway is? And he's the subway? Turn the corner down lift. It's a terrible Two blocks this way. Two blocks this way. Then turn right. He's, he's like, like I'll, I'll just stay, stay lost. lost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going where that creepy Russian dude told me to go. 
Dude, I love how Jake's like saving my bit right now. <laughs> I'm really sorry, Chris. No, your I... Russian accent is 12 times better than mine. <laughs> At least 12. He uses it in our D&D campaign, so he's, oh, yeah. he's very yeah. polished. I'm I'm a Polish hussar. So I, Who's your dialect coach? My dialect coach? YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> uh, my imagination, what I think Russians sound like. <laughs> I'm, I'm really worried about all the all those voices I've been using in D&D because I'm like, ah, none of my, they all sound bad. All right. I well, mean, I mean, they, they, bad, they don't sound like me, but they obviously <clears throat> don't sound like uh, and, and whatever they morph, I'm trying it, to imitate. They morph in and out of dialects within the. Are you, are you talking about me specifically right now? <laughs> yeah, it's mostly Chris. <laughs> My Irish accent that turned English, that turned Scottish, that turned back to Irish. <laughs> they went Swedish for a second and then came back around to being Southern. It was bad. <laughs> yeah. The beauty about D&D, though, is like. Like, dude, why are you screwing up your Irish accent? Like, I'm not. This is my Sword Coast accent. Yeah, yeah. Back off. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, what have you been up to, Scotty? Um, I mean, I uh, not much. We've been traveling a little bit. The family went down to southern Utah. Did some hiking it's always and stuff. Good. It's always a good trip. Dude, southern um, Utah is so gorgeous. Yeah, like, I love it. it. Like, like, we live here and we, like, kind of take it for granted so much it's, I have, I it's actually, like completely different place from like northern it's, it's Utah it's an southern. alien world now. like we went to Bryce Canyon and it, it is insane like Goblin Valley it looks like Goblin an Valley alien an actual it, alien world that I saw in a movie yeah Galaxy where Quest. miners eat each other <laughs> not miners miners, miners. <laughs> <laughs> oh Snape oh Snape oh dude I just got sad <laughs> Alan Rickman he's so good um, we're actually down there We I met up with Scott down there on Sunday and uh I actually have plans now to go hiking with my aunt and uncle that live down there. When are you going to go? Um, I don't know. Sometime in the summer. I want to go. Yeah. I want to go. I'm Seriously. excited to go to go up in the We're, go, we're also going back down. We're thinking we're going to Zion in August sometime. We'll be around Cedar City. But I'm just – I'm excited to get hiking again now that I'm uh, slim and svelte. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can haul this fat ass. Slimmer and svelter. So uh, – Recently, I started watching um, Studio Ghibli movies uh, God, simply for the fact that I can now because they're so hard to watch. Like you have to you can't know, find them. I wanted to watch Howl's Moving Castle, and it is literally impossible you, to get online anywhere. You have to buy the DVD or the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I've seen them at Costco, but it's super sporadic. And they're like twenty bucks. Yeah, but they're like so worth it. Well, sure, but it's still a lot of money. Um, but yeah, I, I've to big. Like I've never seen them before, and people just rave about them. And I, I watched, um, we watched Spirited Away first with my with my boys, and that one's a little, I think, mature. I would say, like, because because Oliver is seven, he loved it, but Grayson's four, and there's a lot of scary stuff in it. But we watched my neighbor, my neighbor Totoro, right after that, and dude, we've seriously watched it every single day since we watched really? it. Really, it's. That something is magical about that movie, and like Totoro is only in it for about fifteen minutes. So there's there's something about the uh, Miyazaki, how Miyazaki like he he draws out all the movies on his own. He does it all by himself. Um, he he does he, he does it all by himself. Yeah, he he ha- all hand drawn all by himself. There, oh, some of his goodness. movies are over two hours long, like a animated movie over two hours long. Yeah, like Toy Story four is like an hour twenty. So that's it's crazy to me. <laughs> Um, and then I found out that when he makes his movies, he creates his world and his characters in his head. And then he just starts drawing. He has no idea what the ending is. No. So he gets like lost in his own world. And then he comes up with an yeah, ending. Yeah, that's, uh, that's discovery writing. Yeah. 
That's crazy. That is nuts. Yeah. It's also petrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, especially, especially like discovery writing when you're writing a book is, is pretty scary in and of itself. I couldn't imagine doing it when you're investing that much time in drawing an entire yeah, scene. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. So there's something just magical about my neighbor Totoro. Like I've never seen it before, but I'm filled with like a sense of nostalgia, like of home and like mom's cooking or something. It's, it's super huh. weird. Uh, your kids check it out. Uh, it's uh it's really cool speaking of cooking and miyazaki hmm. uh they did a binging with babish did a episode about oh yeah Hell's moving castle did he really uh, the breakfast scene from the i i haven't seen it. it yet it's on our list so on Hell's moving castle apparently there's a scene where they make eggs and bacon and stuff like that and so he made that breakfast from i know christian bell plays Howl. does he mm-hmm. that's cool <clears throat> all right well cool that's that's awesome um all great things. All good um, things. All good things. So, all good things. Well, let's, we'll jump into to this week's. It's actually going to be the next two weeks' uh, topics. Mm-hmm. We are. We decided we would stack the Harry Potter movies, um, one to eight. Not the not the books. That's a different stack, and that would take a lot more preparation than we had. Something I'd love to do, but it would absolutely yeah, give me give me a year and a half for. Maybe and, four. and and honestly, like uh, we we've all ranked them and stuff, and I was trying to decide, trying to think of like the criteria on which I was ranking, and it was really hard to uh, <clears throat> to separate the movie from the book, you know. And and I haven't read the books in so long that I can't do that anymore. Oh really? Like I don't know. I, like I was like, oh, the book did this better. Like I don't remember. Right. So I kind of, you know, it's been that kind of like, like, like that for me. It's probably been five yeah. years or so. I found a, I actually found a podcast called Binge Mode, um, yeah. which is shout out to Reese here. That's a Ringer podcast, but uh, they have they they did uh, every like five chapters of every book they did. An oh episode. yeah, you were telling me about that. And they broke it down. They broke it down every five chapters, and then they that did, is a commitment. And then they did it. Uh, it was a commitment because uh, I read I read the books, I, so I listened to them on on audiobook and listened to the podcast with them. And then they did an episode for every movie after every book, and then they've done one for both of the uh, Fantastic Beast movies. Um, fantastic podcast, highly recommend it. Uh, do it if you can. It takes forever to get through it, but it is really cool. So. Within the last year, I've read all the books, watched all the movies, listened to that podcast. And not only that, you have a pretty deep, a deep understanding of. I mean, you like you uh, listen to a case study on the five chapters, every five chapters. Mm -hmm. So, so it's. And I didn't necessarily agree with everything they said, but um, but it got you thinking. But it got you thinking. Got me thinking. They wrote a report basically on mm -hmm. every five chapters, and you. Yeah, it's so so it's. It's super interesting when you read the books and watch the movies and you find yourself hating the movies. And I don't like that because I love the movies, Mm -hmm. but I hated them after every time I watched them because I was like, oh, I think I think because of uh, like comic book movies, I've been I've been able to kind of detach myself from that because like uh, Days of Future Past, the comic book is so different than. The movie Winter Soldier is so different than the movie. Yeah. So I think they oh, just yeah. like Civil War. This is the Captain concept. America doesn't die in the end. This is the concept. This is the execution. So it's like I I can 
I can appreciate both, I think, on like a different yeah. platform. Sure. Yeah. And I kind of had to force myself about halfway through the series. I kind of had to force myself to be like, dude, you cannot you're not allowed to compare them anymore because comparing them makes you hate one or the other. Mm-hmm. Always. And so and so don't like don't my favorite Gifford. Like I just can't compare <laughs> you guys anymore. So, so so just stop and then judge them based on their own merit each and that's kind of how um and it's actually changed my rankings of the movies by doing that because i had the movies ranked based on comparing them to the books for so long and now i'm like "Eh, i actually like this one more now Mm um so um kind of moving on a little bit i wanted to explain we're doing the the uh the stack in a different format than we've done in the past. Yeah, because this is like our fifth or sixth stack. So yeah. we have to, we're kind of changing things up. We, we kind of felt that when we did the Fast and the Furious, and the Furious stack, it was kind of confusing <coughs> because we were talking about movie two, but the ranking of three or whatever. And it, there's just a lot of numbers. So we're, we're going to just go through each movie starting on with... Uh, with the uh, Sorcerer's Stone, Stone, which is the first movie, and we'll go through all of them up until seven, seven part two, um, movie, what, whatever, uh, Deathly Hollows, part two, and then at the at the end of that, that's when we'll um, give you our rankings. For yeah. But along the way, we're gonna share with you our. Uh, we all did our Pottermore quiz, and we're gonna share our own uh, house that we were sorted into. And our Patronuses, and what else is there? A wand? wand. Wand. We'll share our wand. Because mm-hmm. uh, would you like to? Because I'm sure wand? you guys all are dying to know our personality quizzes. We're going to share them, <laughs> and you're, you ENFP, have to read them. <laughs> QZ. Mm-hmm. Red one zero. Right. Red one zero. <laughs> Red leader. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So shall we get started? First we off. Shall. First off. The first movie on the list is. Sorcerer's Stone. Uh, Obby. That movie, when did that come out? Did we have that? 2001. Was it 2001? Mm-hmm. So it, back in the day, how old was I in 2001? 16? Was I 16? Were you? No, 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 13. No, I was 13. You were 13 in 2000. You were born in 86. So I was 15, 91 yeah, I was minus 15. 86. Yeah. I was 15 years old. Uh, this movie came out. Uh, the book came out earlier than that. I was about. It came out a few. Uh, yeah, years I, me- I remember buying the book at the Scholastic Book Fair. Mm-hmm. At, and that was that was our family's first. Yeah. What, did you guys read the book? Um, like when it came out? Like were you? Yeah, not right so. when it came. I think I think our family started reading the books when they announced the movies were going to be made. So right. we, I don't think we read them right when they came out, mm-hmm. but we read them when they announced the movies. Yeah, because I definitely started reading the books before the movie came out, mm-hmm. but I think book four was out already. And I was like at the point where I couldn't ignore it any longer. Yeah. yeah. I, I was reading them in seminary. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, dude, it was. Uh, so, okay. So this is when Harry <coughs> finds out he's a wizard. He's he's 11 years old. Harry Potter is an 11-year-old orphan living with his aunt and uncle um, and his dickhead brother-in-law or brother-in-law cousin. 
kind of a brother-in-law. Yeah. Not, not even a little bit, but sure. Uh, <laughs> the same, way you treat your brother-in-law. Um, <clears throat> he, they, they treat him really poorly. Uh, he, st- he finally gets this, uh, Th- strange things happen to him. Uh, then he finally talks gets, to a snake. Talks to a snake. He gets these letters inviting, and his uncle won't let him read the, the letters. Ta- the talking to the snake is like, I think that's the very first foreshadowing or planting in um, the whole series. Something. Do you guys think that was uh no, no, like it, that wasn't her plan all along? I don't think the snake was Nagini. No, no, no I don't, this just that. Do you think that Harry being able to speak the snakes from book one? I don't was, think was she was planning. For, I don't think she was planning. It was pers- only two books later that it, the whole parcel mouth thing was. And the parcel thing mouth thing started came up three. again in <coughs> or sorry, in Azkaban. Oh no, it was two. Yeah, it was two. Chamber of next book, but like very next book. Because if you look at like, because there's a lot of books and there's a lot of movies, but if you look at like like the the last movie that we just watched, part two stuff that she pulls from the second book was like super important so that's why yeah, I'm i think like, i think there's probably there's probably a um <clears throat> I, there's probably a middle ground there we're jumping the, the, way ahead too but yeah, i just i, I just i, I personally my personal opinion is i don't think she was thinking too far ahead in the second in the first two books if you ask her she she did it all on purpose but i, think, um, I don't know <laughs> but if you also ask her the snake um used to poop itself and then make it disappear with magic and then um i don't think she was i don't think she was um thinking too far ahead in the first two books i think she was writing children's books that weren't going to uh, i think that it was just going to be kind of a uh an ongoing series that never ends, uh, just children's mm-hmm. books about stuff. And then she, I think she, and at the end of the second book, going into the third book, I think she realized I have something here. Yeah. These characters um, are deep, they're meaningful, and there's something here that that I need to expound on. And then mm-hmm. that third book. Maybe it was more really like, I have something here. It's. Millions of dollars from book sales. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna make more of these. Call it a hunch, but I think I'm on to something. I, I've got something I've got here. About a million, million hunches that makes Oprah look like a poor person. <laughs> um, so uh, the movie we all have it pretty low on our list. Yeah, it's low on my list. But I love this movie. That's I, I was telling Scott earlier when we were comparing scores. I was like, I am so depressed at how low the the some of these movies. I have to put these movies. It was so hard so ranking them. Comparing to other movies in the series, what do you, you have to put them? But like to to say this movie is where I ranked it, it bothers me because. But I also didn't want to because I get caught up in this a lot when we when I do these rankings, these stacks where I you let the nostalgia factor mm-hmm. uh, cloud my judgment on whether or not this movie deserves to be where it is. Yeah, and um. It's the first movie. It's the first time you experience the magic. The first time Dude, Harry the, watches magic happen the, and the wonder in his eyes when it happens. Like, um, Ollivander scene the, when he's getting oh the wand. God. That's an amazing scene. It is so cool when he first grabs that. Well, the first time he swings a wand and it blows things away. But when he gets it and the wind blows up on his on him mm-hmm. he's, and the light shine And it's like, oh, that's so cool. The wand chooses the wizard type stuff. And, and, then, and this is probably the movie I've seen the most out of all of them. Just because I'm like, I'm going to do a Harry Potter marathon. And then I don't. Nephi's I just watch the first one. Yeah, <laughs> It's like first Nephi. Yeah. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> um, but 
I think that's maybe why I personally, because I mean, to be honest, I put it dead last. Um, but I also just said two minutes ago, I love this movie. Yeah. Um, so I, maybe, and I, and I, I looked online at like other reviews just to kind of see what people think. And it seems to be across the board. Like, I mean, it's okay. It's a kid's movie. It was made for kids. The series matured with you along the way. And that's right. why it's so special to people. Yep. So when you go back and watch it, you're like, yeah, this is for a 13 16 year old me or even earlier when you read the book the first time um so i think that's kind of why yeah i remember loving it yeah in theory well it was just so cool like every moment that was going on even when harry was in the school and the owls delivered all the mail and all the owls came in and delivered it and and they made sure to to show the wonder on his face in in all those moments and the wonder on his face translated to the exactly to the audience very very well and and something bravo chris columbus so to to go along with that um i i have a note that they they hid the exposition well but it's because you are basically harry yeah right like you're we're all muggles Yeah, right. that's a technique like a fish out of water. You have to explain everything to them. Exactly. So, so it makes exposition very natural. Mm-hmm. But they didn't explain. They didn't say, "Oh, and uh, uh, Professor McGonagall can transform they into a cat." You. Yeah. They, they, the, Harry and Ron shows up to the class late mm-hmm. and says, "Could you imagine the face on old yeah. McGonagall if she saw us walk in late?" And then the cat jumps off the table and turns and, into her. And then she says, "Welcome to Transfiguration." You're well, like, "Oh, that's what she just did." That's, transfigured. She transfigured. It, that it's the sign of a great filmmaker. And mm-hmm. I think that's another great thing about these movies is they use such amazing filmmakers to yeah. Uh, you you had Chris Columbus. Who made famous by his uh, Home, Home Alone. Alone series, the Home Alone movie? The, he just did the first one, right? Mm-hmm. I think he just did the first one. I'm not sure. Um, I can find out. But he did one and two, and he and and that so he, goes, he did he did uh, Chamber of Secrets and uh, yeah, Sorcerer Stone, Stone and Cha- Chamber of yeah. Secrets, and it go and he did such an amazing job, like doing that, and. It's amazing because the the sign of when a, when a director does that with the with the exposition, it means he doesn't think the audience is stupid. Yeah, he's treating the audience like they know what they're. Well, and and when and you're, to do that for kids, because mm-hmm. usually kids movies has such <clears throat> like thick exposition that it's it's yeah. nauseating, but to do something like that for kids is pretty is very and, impressive. And the and the line you have to walk when you're uh, adapting a book. It, with exposition is it, really interesting because there's there's nods they give to people that have read the book so like you'll get this if you read the book if you didn't you won't get this so so there is some of that but, the, the, but you're also but not then the, missing anything the, the, then the imp- exactly the, the important things are 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 explained in the movie through yeah. exposition yeah so he did home alone home alone 2 and then right after that he did mrs doubtfire so, so yeah. this dude's this dude's awesome. Yeah, yeah. those are good movies. Great film, great filmmaker. Um, <clears throat> I thought that the final battle in the movie was great. That yeah. when Harry has to fight as an eleven-year-old has to fight Professor Qu- a grown man who has. <clears throat> but but in in, in, in almost head. every case with with Harry's battles, it like. 
it's not it's something outside of his skills that that gets him out of it right so yeah. it's it's that his his touching quarrels uh, burnt him or whatever and so anyway that, that that's how an 11 year old beat the the adult wizard um i think uh, you guys just made me realize something about maybe why it's so low but it kind of feels like this movie even the book was written to be like one and done maybe because mm-hmm. uh, they throw like wizard's chess at him and a three-headed dog and they like try to cram so much in the tiny book and they don't let those scenes breathe like the later movies sure. do because they're they're a thousand pages longer yeah um but the rest like from two on they all kind of tie into the the next movie they reference the last movie yeah, so true. so it's kind of cool it's like i remember that i know exactly what they're talking about so maybe that's why i appreciate the next ones more um, but the first one kind of feels like it was like its own thing, and it was just going to be like, well, if it takes off, then, then we'll write more. I'm, I'm sure that's what it was. Yeah, that's the, a good point. But they they did a really good job as well with from the from the go from the word go, they did a really good job with things like setups and payoffs, and the the way Wizard's Chess was set up mm-hmm. and then paid off at the end yep. uh, was really great. I loved loved absolutely loved the way they built the relationship between um, Harry and Ron not not Harry and Ron but <clears throat> between the pair of Harry and Ron and Hermione yep and, and Hagrid how, I loved Hagrid and Harry's like bond that they had in the first right. movie because Harry and Ron were fast friends they they immediately became best friends Ron was Harry's tie to the wizarding world because Hagrid was what he was to Harry, he's like an older brother slash father figure to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Ron is the guy who ties him to, and and Ron was such an unassuming character that Harry was able to 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 like him. Yeah, um, Malfoy was too much of a like his cousin. Yeah, but they hated Hermione, and Hermione bothered them so bad, and then. They their guilt that they felt after they teased her, and then she was crying in the bathroom, and then the troll came in, and they had to go fight the troll to save right. her because they felt so much guilt about so, it. So then their friendship became battle tested, and then she took the fall for him. Yeah. <clears throat> instead of them having to take the fall, um, I think that and the way they kind of grew closer together throughout the movie, very gradually. It wasn't like. Oh, all three of our main characters are together in the same room now. Now we now they're all best friends. Right. It took a long time for them to build that and and just to think that this is a kids movie and that they were able to that they thought of these types of things. Um There's good tension between the characters. Yeah, it was great. It yeah. was really really great. In, in terms of uh, association, you Giffords are totally the Weasleys. Yeah. <laughs> like your guys' house was so warm and welcoming and uh I, little orphan Harry Potter. <laughs> I think I think Kylie even pointed that out to me too. He's like, You didn't know about the magic world until you met the Giffords. And I was like, you know what, you're right. <laughs> that is funny. I barely scratched the surface. Uh that's funny. Um Um so so uh before we move on, I know we've sent quite a bit of time on this first movie, but I think it's worth talking about the the casting that went <clears throat> into this. Apparently they went through they, – they had thousands of people submit to be Harry Potter. Thousands oh, yeah. The books were huge in England before yeah. they came to America. And so, so every huge. character, every every main character um, – Didn't they have to be British too? That was yeah, like the one – It was the rule. But the director could not be. They could be <laughs> the director or whatever. Um, even um, the, the – I don't know the actor's name, but the one that played Malfoy tried out for Harry Potter for the role of Harry. 
Um, but yeah, they, it, it was. Why can't I? Think I, of that I couldn't imagine name? being being in charge of casting for this movie. It'd be insane. You know what's funny? They clearly nailed it. They dude. nailed um, it on the head. You know what? Uh, you know what? J.K. Rowling said about uh, casting. Mm-mm. She said when she was writing the books, the first book. Oh, she said when she when she wrote the character of Hagrid, she pictured Robbie Coltrane. Yeah. In her head when she was writing it, and then they cast Robbie Coltrane to be yeah. Hagrid, and it is like that's one of the most magical things about but, the. But whole if thing. if you think about the casting in every character, every single character, Snape, McGonagall. Uh, in the first movie, Dumbledore, first two movies. Yeah. Tom oh Felton. Goodness. Tom Felton. But also, Dumbledore, dude. Like, he was Richard Harris. Richard so Harris. So good. Brilliant. So good. Like, it, I mean, obviously, he's an old man. I think that's because Michael Gambone was, was quite a bit younger. Mm-hmm. Like, is it Michael Gamboni or is it Gambone? Gam- Gambon. Gambon? I think so. Well, anyway, he's quite a bit younger, but I think they're like, yeah, we can't have this happen again. We're, we're going to be filming these for a yeah, ten or fifteen more years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we got to take a younger guy. And, and Richard Harris was just so perfect, though. He was so soft spoken <clears throat> and soft, and yeah, oh, understand. Oh man, God, God, like that. But and the, the and, dude is good in everything he's ever been in. Um, but even the characters that don't match the physical characteristics of of the because the twins mm-hmm. are in the books. The twins are short and stocky. They're short, stocky. They're the they're the most unweasley like of the Weasleys. Are they really short and stocky? Yeah, all the we in the books, all the Weasleys are tall and lanky. I think I just except for the twins. Yeah, the twins I, are short I, I, I remember and Ron be, spo- supposed to be and was Ron supposed is super, to be tall, but so is so is Charlie and so is uh, Bill. They're all tall, lanky guys, but the twins are short and stocky, and that's why they made good beaters on the Quidditch team, is because they. They were hmm. short and stocky. They had the the build for it, um, but the the two guys they got the twins they got to play them. Oh my goodness! Are super long and lanky, but they were so perfect. They're so Dude, good, and they're like like the the fandom for those two for is, those two alone. It's insane. My sister and cousin went traveled fifty miles from from Mableton to Salt Lake to go to a mall because those two were gonna be sitting at the mall in Salt Lake talking really? to people and signing books. And so Liza and, and, they, Danny and they haven't done anything since. Like it's it's crazy. Like um Josh, my brother Josh, his fiance Jen just saw like she was like I was watching it. She came over and saw them, started crying and left. And I was like, what just happened? And she's like, she just loves Fred and George so much. I'm like, me too. Come watch. You come no, she can't. She can't. She can't see. Look it's, at them. It's still, it's too early. It's too soon. <laughs> what? But like even, even <clears throat> non or inconsequential, well, not inconsequential, but less consequential characters like Crab and Goyle that were so oh, well cast. And- I'm looking at a picture of them, the way that Rowling kind of envisioned them. And they're just like. Like thick necked, uh, square jawed. Yeah, look they're like they're kind of buff looking. Yeah, they look like Ron does in the in the movies. Yeah, that's weird. It's it is odd. It but it, it fits so perfectly. Mm-hmm. And one last thing, I know we're going to spend a lot of time on this first book, and I expected this because it's the introduction to everything. Uh, Quidditch was is such a cool sport to just invent. Yeah. She just invented the game of Quidditch, and it's a broken sport, obviously. 
catching I, catching the snitch is a hundred points, <laughs> and scoring a goal is worth ten points. So why even I wondered score that, goals? Like the yeah. whole time, I was like, why not? But but the, in the World Cup, they in the World Cup it, he caught the snitch and lost. So why would you catch a snitch? You know, right? Other than for personal glory, like uh, well, they explain it in the book, but we'll get there. Yeah. Um, so it was just. It's a broken. It's obviously a broken sport, but it's a super cool sport because it involves things like magic balls that the little golden snitch that flies around and is hard to see, and the bludgers that try and attack people, and beaters that go around and, and smack the bludger to try and hit other players off their brooms. And, and it's the game that, that could technically go on forever if you never catch a snitch. If you never catch a snitch, so, so it's it's kind of like where the cricket that, that goes on for days sometimes. Uh huh. It's. It's such a cool sport. And then showing it like that's the other part about the the magic in the movie is so cool. Flying on brooms was such a cool um, thing to see in the theaters. That first time that Harry goes up on the broom and catches the remember all. Yeah. Uh, and and like that's a, that a good uh, planting and pay, pay off. Oh, my gosh. It just it was so I mean, I'm going to say this way too many times this the, these two episodes is it's magical it was so cool it I, it was just it's such a great introduction to the series it was also a great introduction to snape whom was kind of the red herring villain of the whole book mm-hmm. he was the one they suspected the whole time um, and every time they suspected him in every book, mm-hmm. he ended up not being the bad guy. Yeah, well, because like he wasn't the one hexing Harry's. But it, but it seems so perfect too. Because in the next book, they're like, "Oh, it wasn't Snape. We should like him now." Nope, he's still a dick. Yeah, he's still, oh, yeah. and he hates you still, and he hates Harry. Yeah, he so hates. Him. So even I remember reading the second book, and I was like, "Interesting, Snake's like still an ass." <laughs> I don't. And he is through all the yeah. books, all of them. It, it, it goes to show you can be a good guy and still be an asshole. Yeah. And that's the other cool thing about the book about, uh, and, the, and I don't want to talk too much about the books cause that's not what we're doing here. But, uh, that's one thing JK Rowling does better, almost better than anyone is characters. Mm-hmm. Her characters are so perfect. Like they're, they're just, they're deep. They're meaningful. They are. They're completely different from each other. Different from each other. They break the main tropes. ones anyway. They break tropes mm-hmm. like like Snape being he's a good guy, but he is you like Scott said you can be a good guy and a dickhead at the same time, and that's what he is. He's an a hole, but he's not one hundred percent a dick. Not one hundred percent a dick. Correct. <laughs> um, but he's that, and that's and that's what Snape is. He he hates Harry and he takes it out on him all the time. But he dedicated his entire life to saving him, saving Harry. Which we'll get to in next week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so cool. So all that being said, all that love we just poured onto this movie mm-hmm. and it scored super low on all of our lists. And that, I think it was bottom three on literally all four. And that's of our the lists. weird thing too, is like I, I don't have that much bad to say about it but it's like the there it wasn't like there was like high highs and low lows like my other low picks were mm-hmm. it was just kind of like steady 
Just yeah. like well, um, well, it, when you think about the Harry Potter series, you think about like this overarching story between all right between all of them, and like these big set pieces and uh, big character moments and stuff, and none of them happen in the first book. Right. It's just it's and all pure uh, uh, exposition. Are and you the, kidding me? The g- biggest character moment of the whole series happened in this movie. In the first one, when when Haggard goes, I shouldn't have told you that. <laughs> I should not have told you that. <laughs> There, there must be something deep here. I'm not seeing. I just love that. I thought that's like the funniest line in the whole movie, and it's so good. Um, that that is that is a good planting for the rest of the series. Though. That they can get Hagrid to tell them anything. Yep, yep. I love Hagrid, dude. He's the best. He's he's so awesome. He's it's so like good. I want to hug him. <laughs> All right, so um, I guess we can move on. Let's move on. Um, but before we move on, should someone want to share their? Uh, their house, their Patronus. Uh, if anybody has been listening to us for very long, <laughs> I don't think any of the houses are going to surprise anyone <laughs> that's been, that, that knows us, but uh, I'll go. Okay. Uh, let's see. Pottermore here. My house is... You, you guys want to take a guess? You a, are my, you a Weasley? You want to guess? Weasley. My, <laughs> the Weasley house. You want to guess what my you house know, is? Weasleys all go to Gryffindor. <laughs> I think everyone can guess that my house would be Hufflepuff. Oh. But their their homeroom is next to the kitchen and they are friendly to everyone and um yeah. Anyway. Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. Well like and I, I didn't realize this until uh doing this little quiz. But I I kind of just thought all their rooms were next to each other. I didn't know that they were like around the castle, hidden. Slytherins are yeah. down in the dungeons. Yes, yeah, yeah, Hufflepuffs I, I didn't are by know the that. kitchens. Gryffindors and Ravenclaws are both up in two different towers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. I thought that was super interesting. And then I was reading something that like Hufflepuff, like they have a deal with like the the cooks that they like have a doors they could just open and they yeah. like slide food in to their to their common room and i was like huh that's it's, probably where i should go is you look at uh even people in our own in your own family because in the books it's generally people in the same family go to the same house yeah um not always in the movies um the patil twins are both in in gryffindor yeah. but in the books one's in gryffindor one's in uh ravenclaw but um like in my in my family, like there's Hufflepuffs and there's Ravenclaws and there's Gryffindors. Like it's and Hufflepuff also made like Newt's commander, Newt's and commander, Cedric and Cedric Diggory and Hufflepuffs. The like the one thing like everybody has rivals mm-hmm. in the in the school. Everybody has rivals except for Hufflepuffs. Hufflepuffs like everyone. They can be friends with literally anyone. So are they just like and your average dude? Like they get like B's and C's and yeah. they sleep in. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I, I kind of noticed like since the book. So I was like, why is Hufflepuffs everyone's favorite? They just seem like, They're like, the, nice the, guys like the embarrassing class. They're the nice guys everyone likes being with. But if you're, if you're ambitious at all, no one wants to be a Hufflepuff if you're ambitious at all. <coughs> Um, so what's Raven's Ravenclaw's rival? Uh, well, in athletics, their rival is is Slytherin, but in in academics, theirs is is Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Oh, okay. And they're they're the academic. They're the smart ones. They're yeah, the brainy right. ones. Cool. Um, you know the Patronus too, or everything? Or are we going to save? No, some we can of this save stuff? that because we got to break Let's it up. Let's do it. Let's save it. Cool. Jake is a Hufflepuff. 
Alright. Okay, moving on. Hufflepuff. Movie the second being Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. I love this movie. Like the, <clears throat> I didn't expect to like it as much as I did on this mm-hmm. watching. Yeah. Like uh, it was because c- you fi- you're finally past all the exposition and like you meeting the Weasleys. Y- you go to the Weasleys' house th- for the first time. Oh, and the so amazing. Burrow is so cool. It's awesome. Yeah, like me of your guys' house. It does. It, it feel like home. And, <laughs> but when I'm reading about it or watching it, I feel like I'm at home. Like like Mrs. Weasley is my mom. You know. Mm-hmm. I know that's what I'm. Well, saying. think about it. Mrs. We, how many times, Chris, have you seen my mom smack me on the shoulder, get mad at me, and then turn to you and say, "Would you like a cookie?" Mm-hmm. or something like that? Like, it's true. It, and your mom also grounded Scott once <laughs> <laughs> for casting a spell. And I heard that rumor in high school, and I was like, "That's funny. That's not real. Yeah. No, it's real. No, it it's, is. It's totally <laughs> real. She was. She was not happy. And I, I brought it up in front of your mom, like, expecting her to laugh, and she was like, "Yeah, I was pissed. <laughs> what if that was a real one?" And I was like, <laughs> "Well, that's the idea behind it. It's like you don't." Because like, we, we would have toy guns, and, and with our toy guns, we weren't allowed to point, point them at each other, you mm-hmm. know? And so it was that kind of idea where it's like, it's do you really want to even pretend to kill your sister? <laughs> yeah? <laughs> um, so, so it's Chamber funny, of though, because oh. our house, we weren't, we weren't rich growing up. Mm-hmm. The house is poor house. Yeah. It's, it was always in shambles. It's always in shambles. It's always messy. It's always mom always had something cooking. I think I like this. Uh, this uh, although with this, someone in our with this comparison, someone in our family is going to have to lose an ear, and, the, and another one's going to have to die. Well, I think Scott's obviously Ron. Someone's got, oh, someone else is going to have to be mauled by a werewolf. <laughs> There's some pretty nasty things that happen to the Weasleys. Yeah. I, I can't think of... Oh, you're Percy. You can be Percy. Oh. <laughs> you're the ambitious one. Meaner? <laughs> God. All right. Back to the back to the Chamber of Secrets. Okay, so why is this one... When I look at like all the like online lists, this is always last. Like I, always. I don't know why it's last. You know what's funny? I, I, always, so had it, I always had it way down there. My, really? Growing up, I always had it so far down. This was like news to like, me that it's like, oh yeah, this yeah. is the worst. So like, I was I was when? always super unimpressed with it, and I it's I the longest. Know, it's like almost three hours long. I didn't know why I why people liked it. I was like, oh my god, you know who's my, so, one of my favorite characters is Lucius Malfoy. Lucius yeah, me Malfoy. too. I love Lucius. The Malfoy. actor they got, dude, it, it might be the best casted oh, actor in the whole so thing. Good. But like I was talking about earlier, when I said that my this latest watch through. I kind of tried to let it go on its own merits. That this is one of those movies that jumped way up the list. Yep. When I start, when I was like, you know what, I'm actually going to start looking at this in it with a different eye, and I love this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, probably Jason we, Isaacs. We, we, we talked, so good. Uh, that's Lucius. Yeah. Yeah. So good. The bad guy from Patriot. I think what one of my favorite uh, plantings and payoffs in the whole series. <clears throat> Is is uh, house elves receiving clothes to free them, mm-hmm. and Dolby eventually figuring out that Dolby is owned by the Malfoys, and then and then Harry Potter sneaking the, the sock, his, his yeah. sock into the book, and then Mal- and then Lucius giving Dol- Dolby the book with the sock, and 
capturing him. Oh, I love that 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 scene at the end. And then Lucius Malfoy was going to kill Harry. He, he was saying Avada. He said Avada, and then got snapped by Dobby. By Dobby. He was going to. Kill I don't think Harry that happened Potter. in the book, though, right? No, no. He didn't say Avada Kedavra or anything like that. But uh, and then it was a much more complicated. <laughs> Harry put the book inside of his sock and gave it to Lucius, who's like, ew, gross, and then threw it to Dobby. Oh, really? So it was a, it was a lot more complicated, but uh, still great. Still great. I Dude, this movie was the responsible for my brother's um, arachnophobia. The, oh, yeah. The spiders in this movie are terrifying because Ar- it's like Aragog. there's one Shelob and then there's like a thousand of Shelob's kids. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of put some weight to the situation, it was much of more varying sizes. There, yeah, there's some that are house cats. There are some that are like cougars. Mm-hmm. He's going along with the cat. <laughs> thing. Yeah. Anyway, and, there's it, it is terrifying. And uh, we we didn't touch on the the invisibility cloak in the first one, but right. they they use it in the second one, and they, they can all fit underneath it. And one of my favorite moments in this entire movie is when. They're in Hagrid's house and they're trying to figure out where the Chamber of Secrets is. And and the Minister of Magic comes and takes him to Azkaban. And then before Hagrid leaves, he's like, right, if uh, anyone's here, they should um, follow the spiders. And the minister is like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, just the thought of it. Well, like, Hagrid leaves. They're the only the two in the room. The minister just sits there and goes. <laughs> <laughs> like, has this confused look and is looking right and left and goes. <laughs> what? Okay. okay. And then walk, that, that's another out. great casting choice. Cornelius Fudge. Cornelius Fudge being the, just the most dumbfounded looking man yeah. on the planet. Yeah, and I, I don't know why. Like it just stood out to me. I was like, that is so funny. I'm just like giggling like crazy over and, it. And a similar thing happens in the in a later movie. Um but it's Dumbledore. Right? Oh really? In the well, in Haggard's Hut. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the next one actually. It's a it's the third one. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Mm-hmm. so um <clears throat> Follow the spiders. I know. I swear, if Hagrid survives Azkaban, I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> um, Dude, Ron s- says so many lines like that. Uh, Dude, I love. He does like the the he does the, the, the exasperated, the, the, the like, afraid squeal. Like that. The uh, it's so good. What does he say? He, he was so like, good. "If we die saving Malfoy, I'm gonna I'm kill, you. kill you." Oh yeah, that's in the last one. <laughs> I, know, I, I I chuckled. Uh, I love Ron. Ron's um, great. And especially in this one. Ron's really good in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, because they both have to step up because... But what's the the snake... Or the, there's a basilisk loose that's released from the Chamber of Secret and is turning people into stone. And the smartest, most competent person in the whole entire franchise, Hermione, gets stoned. Yeah. Um, Petrified. There you go. Thanks, Shags. Yeah, I don't think they get stoned. <laughs> Um, but then both Harry and Ron both have to step up and figure it out, which yeah. I kind of liked. I liked yeah. how she wasn't there to save him, mm-hmm. like always. Yeah, it was great. But she did leave him clues. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, more. There, there was more uh, Quidditch that was fun in this one. Harry gets his arm. Oh, and yeah. that brings up Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh was so brilliant Gilderoy? as Gilderoy Dude, Lockhart. Oh, I said Lucius Malfoy is probably my favorite character. I take it back. Gilderoy <laughs> Lockhart is so full so, of himself. So good. I, the, the the only regret is that they put that charm on him to make him forget who he was. Like I wish he could be there throughout the whole series. I oh love Gilderoy gosh, Lockhart. He is so great. 
<laughs> Every time, like, oh, uh, why won't you three just uh, nip the rest of them Cornish pixies back into their cage? <laughs> I'll be in my office. <laughs> I, I love the, like, the arc of every book of, like, Snape wants to be defense against the dark arts. Mm-hmm. They're like, nope. And, th- and they give it to the, like, the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, what's, what's the first one? Quirrell? They yeah, give it to yeah. literally Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> and then they give it to a liar. They give it to the most incompetent man <clears throat> like on the planet. shining armor dude who's <laughs> full of it. Also, that... that yeah, Mr. Steel, your girl. That, <laughs> Mr. Steel, your girl. Mr. Worldwide. Uh, they, they also... That scene with the Cornish Pixies also gives the uh, the funniest line in the movie when Neville <laughs> the, the Cornish Pixies hang Neville by the up on the roof and they look up there and Neville's sitting there hanging there going why is it always me <laughs> he's like about to cry could, he could be Seamus and have stuff blow up in his face <laughs> every movie <laughs> Uh, that's a good that's payoff another theory. setup payoff yeah. which great. I didn't notice until the last until time I watched it mm-hmm. <laughs> I like, oh I get it um, so um, another point about this one is this is the first time you hear about how evil in the first book or movie you hear about how evil Voldemort is and that all you know is that he's a bad guy you don't yeah. know what his deal is his deal is that he hates muggles he, he's, he's he's basically a Hitler or whatever he mm-hmm. wants he wants the master race of of uh pure blood wizards and wizard, witches um and so th- this is where you you were because meeting uh the malfoys you get a taste for what voldemort is all about and so it's the first taste into the um the rest the, 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 the storyline the, the storyline for the, re- the the next six books <clears throat> um, i love the slow escalation of like main villains of each book because mm-hmm. the first one was like the what like the the fetus of Voldemort mm-hmm. and the next one it was his past self like Tom Riddle his human form mm-hmm. it was it was really interesting it is you also got to know Hagrid a lot better mm-hmm. in this one with all the going back and you see w- the lengths that Hagrid was willing to go to 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 protect the animals that he that he cared for <clears throat> and how much he actually loves his animals and how much he actually loves nature and Stuff like that. Hagrid is so, you, you. You gain a lot better understanding and a lot more love and care for Hagrid yep. in this one. And and this is the one with the um, flying the car into the Whomping Willow. <laughs> yeah, I was going to bring that up. I forgot. Yeah. Like the because they they missed the train. Yep. Uh, the because, because Dobby wanted to keep him out of Harry, yeah. out of uh, Hogwarts. Um, we also got to see Richard Griffiths get pulled out of a window at. Uh, Four oh my goodness! <laughs> that is awesome. What what's the beginning of this one? The opening is it with? Uh, it's when they break him out of the house. But why? Oh, it's he, when he blo- his it's when his aunt he blows his aunt up. Isn't that the third? No, one? no, no. It's the third one. This, oh, he drops the cake. It's when he drops the cake. He on drops the, the cake on him. Yeah, like, I remember. Sorry, we were yeah, laughing my, my ass off child, on that part too. He's, he's, <laughs> he's not well. Nephew. He's not well. He's not well. <laughs> He's a disturbed oh boy. Oh my gosh, Richard Griffiths. There's another perfect casting. Oh, that guy was his so- grimaces he pulls off are just <laughs> and his like victory smile. And yeah, he smile and you can and his eyes disappear yeah, when he d- smiles. You know, it's, and- it's akin to the Hobbit on in Lord of the Rings that the lady that does the grimace. Remember yeah. when, when Gandalf does the fireworks for the kids and uh-huh. she does that grimace? It makes me. Those two remind me of each other. Oh, he's it's so like good. almost a bitter beer face. And the fact that uh, Petunia is the most opposite person from from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember her the actress's name, but she's 
so skinny and tall and and so just like and she's looks Nose like up. looks like something stinks in front of her all yep. the time and then he's such a butterball like <laughs> he's a big guy he, well poor guy r.i.p mm-hmm. dude don't and get it's like big just watching each movie it was like bro you're you need bro. to slow down <laughs> you've like doubled the size of the yeah. last movie and you're already huge yeah, so yeah. it's sad, sad it to is see him sad. Go. but um there's a lot of butt ums in this uh, episode. Yeah. But ums. But um. Well, it, you um. We all had this pretty high, right? Like all oh, yeah. of us had it. Yeah. This this jumped so far up towards the list. top of my list. Yeah. So. I don't know that the. I, I guess that's a hot take according to the rest of the internet. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really good moments in the final battle of this one as well, when when Harry meets Tom, and then he realizes who Tom is. Yeah. And then you get the snake coming at him. He gets bit by the snake. Which um, the whole Tom Marvolo riddle spells out, I am Lord Voldemort, is really lame. It's very very kids booky. Because she was like, I have to come up with a middle name now. Yeah. Marvolo. Marvolo. Because <laughs> I, I, perf- I have to work with this. Uh, I have these letters. <laughs> it's really bad. But, and um, he never saw his middle name was Marvolo until he reveals it. So yeah. no one would have ever guessed Tom Riddle was Voldemort. Yeah, exactly. There, there's a lot of like late reveals like that in her books i've noticed yeah which could be a good or bad thing depending on how you look at it yeah i mean whatever it is as long as you kind of take a step back and see it for what it's a started off as a kid's story kid's book and it's fine um i think the term that they use is deus ex ex machina a lot but it it, i I think sometimes it's not used correctly so i don't know if this is really a good example, but yeah, I think that in the technical sense, it's not, Deus Ex Machina isn't the right, the right thing, but I guess the right idea across. All right, but the you so you've got that. You've also got Harry pulling the sword out of the sorting hat, mm-hmm. proving he's a true Gryffindor. You've got Fox, the Phoenix, yeah. coming to his, and and you get to know Jenny better. You get you get. There's so many plantings in this one scene. You got the planting of. <coughs> The Fang, the the Fang yeah, can destroy yeah. a Horcrux. Yep. You've got the planting that Phoenix Tears can cure any wound, that, and that's what I you've meant got, by like this movie was referenced throughout yeah. the rest of the series. You've got uh, Fox will come and and it, it's it, the the it can bite out the eyes of the thing. It's you've got the, the, the Harry tears. being a true. You got Harry being a true Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. You've got. It also shows why Ginny uh, is so enamored by him as she is – because she had a crush on him earlier, but he he's literally her savior. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's just – there's so much that happens in late, later on in the story and two, three, four, five, six books, six movies down the line right. that – that is planted in this one single scene and this scene and the next scene when he goes up into Dumbledore's office and has the meeting with Dumbledore, which is, which all of this is what makes me think that the first book, she didn't have it all planned in the first book because, because one, you didn't know, uh, um, uh, what Voldemort's real intent and, and what makes him evil until the second one. You don't get a lot of these foreshadows until the second one. Uh, and and there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. And so I think she 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 wrote the first book. It was a huge success. And then she started uh, 
planning out the rest that of makes, the, that makes a lot of sense because it, it it's all right there and the the movie too itself um is the most i think faithful adaptation of the book mm-hmm. it was almost like uh what, what's the term print to screen yeah like it was just grab it like cut and paste move it over um, which was like it was really long. It was two hours forty five minutes. The first two were very much that way, mm-hmm. and I think that might be weirdly enough why some people put them so mm-hmm. low. I think that's probably right because um, a lot of things don't translate well. I, I think, in my opinion, the second one translated well better than the first one. I do because um, they're willing to go longer, probably. Mm-hmm. And I I don't hate long movies <laughs> as mm-hmm. much as other people do, apparently. But uh, apparently, it's ableist to. Uh, to have too long the the um the last avengers what has what got called out by some websites for being too long and forcing people that couldn't hold their potty anyway we're not gonna Dude, my jaw's <laughs> on the floor right now i don't even want to talk about that yeah. that's i'm glad you brought it up and brought that to my attention that's good to know <laughs> but i'm not touching that with 10 foot pole anyway <laughs> screw the other abled <laughs> Our movie you don't as long as it wants. You don't. <laughs> you can't hold your pee. Go to hell. We're making our movie four hours long. <laughs> Good heavens! Dude, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard dude, in my life. Dude, and it was weird it's too. The world we live in. I saw that movie with Wilbur uh, Avengers, and he's like, oh, "When are we gonna go pee?" And I'm like, "Go before." He's like, "Bro, I won't be able to hold it." <laughs> And I was like, is, that, is this like a thing? Because I, I don't have to pee during movies. I don't understand. You I don't do, buy the, the 32 ounce soda. I do no, I just pee chug during, drinks the whole time. I, I do, do have to pee during movies. Yeah. But I'm an adult, so I hold it. <laughs> Dude, apparently Wilbur is like, because the movie was over and he <laughs> zipped out of there. It was like a trail of smoke behind him. He's gonna, I was like, Wilbur, I'm like touching his smoke body. <laughs> gonna, anyway, that is nothing to do with what Let we're us digress. About. <laughs> um,. So yeah, I actually have this movie rated very high on my list. Yeah, me too. I put it way up there, which is um, it, and again, it's kind of a surprise to me. It was like I was very much surprised. By me how too. Much I like it. <laughs> me too. So all right, cool. Moving all on. Right, moving moving on. on. Who wants to give their uh, house? I guess I'll go because uh, <laughs> I've done my house. My house. Uh, what's it called? The quiz a few times now. Um, and every single time I take it, I am a Slytherin. <laughs> wasn't a witch or wizard to win bad that wasn't in Slytherin. Unless you count uh, Peter Pettigrew. Was he a Gryffindor? He was a Gryffindor. Yeah, and I even read like the thing that was in it. It was like, calm down. It's okay. <laughs> it was like, a lot of, yeah, sure, we have our fair share of dark wizards, but so does Gryffindor. They never talk about it, do they? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I was. I got that, and I've always... I was like, huh, that's funny. And I was like, but why do I keep getting it? And I I always answer honestly. I'm not specifically trying to get Slytherin to be like edgy. Um, <laughs> but apparently, like if they ask you like specific questions, like uh, do you want to go to the forest or do you want to go to the sea? Like which path do you take? And I always pick the sea. I always go to the river. And Slytherin's in the dungeon and they're below the lake in Hogwarts. And a kraken swims by their window and they're their uh common room is designed to look like krakens and i guess like um what's the, what's the game of thrones house it would kind of oh, look yeah, like Greyjoys. that yeah gray joys it would it'd kind of be akin to that um but because i i'm i love the beach i love the sea so that kind of went into i guess the sorting decision 
Um, Something I really liked about the new, uh, the latest uh, Fantastic Beasts yeah. movie is they showed uh, the Zoe Kravitz character is a Slytherin. And she's a good guy. And she's a good guy throughout. Yeah. And she she was a troublemaker in school and she was always in trouble and she <clears throat> they, it looked like she was close to getting kicked out of school a couple times but she was a Slytherin and she also was a good guy to mm-hmm. her core she was a good guy it destroyed her to think that she might have killed her brother it and she ended up dying uh fighting Grindelwald. So it, I, I really like that because in the movies and in, in, in the movies, it's the, the eight canon movies. It basically uh, demonizes Slytherin. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They even and, get kicked out in the very last book. Yeah. yeah. They're going to escort them all out of here. Yeah. Exactly, and Slyther- there, there's there's nothing redeemable about being a Slytherin. Well, I think I, mean, I think in the movie it it doesn't tell the whole story of what was happening at the school. That's true, but that's what this this latest Fantastic Beast movie does. Mm-hmm. It shows you no, no, no. There are Slytherins that are um that you can look up to as a hero. Uh, as a traditional hero, I mean, yeah, yeah, traditional hero because Snape is Snape's a Slytherin, but he was also graduated from school and went and became a Death Eater. That's true. And it wasn't until his crush, well, whatever, we'll get, <laughs> it wasn't until his crush became uh, in danger. What was he, a target that that he decided that he would become a good guy? But um, I don't know. I, yeah. I think that being a Slytherin is not something that should be. Like feared or well, I mean, uh, I I don't because it's not real. But but when I got it, I was like, well, why do I keep getting this? And I was, uh, I guess it's because I'm not necessarily like a troublemaker or anything. But uh, we're in school. Uh, yeah, in school, I was a class clown. I was. Uh, I don't know, but maybe it's. Uh, but I mean, so we're with Fred and George Weasley. I don't know. Troublemaker is a yeah. I don't know. It's it's uh it's the question that I was answering honestly. There's like. Would you rather be praised or would you rather be envied or would you rather be imitated? And I was like, I think imitated. And so I answered that and I was like, I think it would be an honor if someone was like, you're so big that I'm going to imitate you because imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. So I was answering all these questions honestly and I was like, well, you think highly of yourself. And I was like, oh, I guess so. I guess so. Um, The choice is I don't have a choice but to think highly of myself. (laughs) Um. And then a famous Slytherin, Snape, obviously, uh, Slughorn. Oh, yeah, Slughorn and was And Merlin. Merlin. According to uh, her canon, Merlin was a Slytherin. He's the greatest greatest wizard of all time. In, um, so the school, I didn't know the school went that far back. That's what it said. Merlin. Yeah. Because uh, what's, what's his name? What's Slytherin? What's his name? Salazar. Salazar Slytherin was a mentor to him or something. Whatever, whatever she writes after the books come out, it's canon now. And I'm using air quotes, but that's that's what she put in her uh, website. That's cool. All right, so we've got a, a Hufflepuff and a Slytherin. Slytherin. Slytherin, your DMs. All right, moving on. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. No. 
Which is wi- widely held three. as the best. The best book and movie. Alfonso Cuarón. Mm-hmm. We have our we have our our next uh, director taking over. Uh, Mexican director Alfonso Cuarón. <clears throat> Uh, it definitely had a different tone. It, it, it went dark with it. Darker. The, the movie took a different tone immediately. And, and this is something I kind of wanted to bring up when we got to this movie, and I was repeating it in my head over and over, hoping I wouldn't forget it. The first two movies were a translation of the book. Uh, like, Harry was just Harry from the book, and then, and, and cool, he did a good job. But in this movie, I think the director kind of went with Daniel Radcliffe and Rupert Grant is like, okay, now this is your guys' time to act and emote. What does Harry Potter mean to you? What does Ron mean to you? What does what does Hermione Granger mean to you? And then he like made them write. I'm sorry, he made them write an essay about what they think, what they mean to them. And Emma Watson wrote this huge long essay about it. And Harry wrote half of it and just turned it in. And then uh, Ron didn't do it at all. all <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted. That's what I wanted. That's amazing. That's fantastic. And then he he was even like dressed how you think Ron would dress dress how you think Harry would dress and he he just really let them all just like be their characters just but burst out of their shell like sure just don't don't read the book and then try to do that do what you think Harry would do and it's paid off so well it really does awesome like if you look at like the 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 most famous scene I think is when they're at but with Buckbeak uh-huh. And um, oh, he's killed me! He's killed me! He's killed me! <laughs> um, but just look at the way they're dressed. Like Hermione's perfect; she's got everything on. Ron rolled his sleeves up, his ties hanging halfway down his chest. He's not even wearing his robes; just a white shirt. His hair's messy. And he's like, "Well, that's just how I thought Ron would dress." And I was like, "That's so awesome!" Yeah. Like they all have a uniform, but they all look so different because mm-hmm. they all dress how they thought mm-hmm. they would dress. Anyway, sorry, I just rambled. No, on that's for- that's a that's a great insight. Great intro to the to the movie. You yeah. had uh, Aunt Marge. That this is where Aunt Marge comes in <laughs> when, she, when he blows up Aunt Marge and she floats <laughs> down the street. And then don't you when, let go when he runs. <laughs> don't you let go, Vernon. Sorry. <laughs> and they have the TV in every room with the same show on yeah, for for Dudley for Dudleykins. And uh, <laughs> as Harry's leaving and walking down the street, you see Aunt Marge in the distance. I love that. It's so good. <laughs> so, so I watched the first three with my four-year-old. Yeah. And third one got too scary. Yeah. Third one's no, no, scary. No, do you know what? The third one, it was as soon as he got... It was it was right right at the, the train part that I was like all right you're not watching this anymore because like oh yeah Dementors you're not mm-hmm. you're not watching Dementors. that's when my kids stopped watching because yeah. they were watching it all with me um, but, like, what but, is that thing but my my four year old the worst part about Leroy prison. loved that part where she was where she was floating off in the distance and that was so funny <laughs> um, her dog that bit <laughs> that bit Vernon uh-huh. as he was like trying to keep her in and oh my gosh that was so great yep that was so great. Um, and then that introduces Stan Shunpike, uh, which Who, uh, so doesn't I, I get up, paid off in the movies. But I, I, I brought this up right after I watched it. Stan, Stan Shunpike, the, the guy, the, the, the director of the, of the, of the night, night bus. bus. I, I thought he was. What so are you doing good. on the ground? I loved him. That, just his the way that character was played in the oh, movie. I, I could watch that scene over and over With just the because zits on his face. He's oh, just so good. Just the way he talks, the way yeah. he's like. What you when Harry Potter when what'd Harry you fall fa- down falls for? over like what you what you look what you fall down for like I I just love him. all right get on get on <laughs> get on the bus and yeah he's so good and then the shrunken head 
take it away, Ernie. Dude, you're right, because there's a lot of like minor characters that I really liked in this. Like when Ernie? the Minister of Magic was like, you're not nonsense. You're not going to get expelled for casting a spell. And that Igro guy is like, and he's pointing. He's, Shut up. That was such a, that, that's great. I was, like, I was like, who was that guy? I haven't seen him before or since, yeah. but I loved him. He's, he's, he stood out he's to me. He's just like shoving Harry around. Yeah. Awesome. Grabs him, pulls him in. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, that, what would be awesome is if they changed the hump to the other side. Just as uh, a nod. Wasn't that just uh, what, I don't know. <laughs> I have uh, a hump. <laughs> and and that's, that's a, supposed to be a setup for a payoff later on, according to the books. They don't pay it off in the movies, but uh, Stan Shumpike. But Stan was a great character in the movies. I thought he was awesome. Mm-hmm. I loved the night bus scene, how he's speeding around mm-hmm. and then like has to. Uh, Ernie keeps pulling levers and he like yeah. goes in between two other buses and uh, all the beds in the night bus that are just like sliding, sliding around. around on their the, wheels. The old guys asleep somehow. The other people time. are just sleeping on it and stuff like that's a great scene. It's an absolutely wonderful and, scene. And the, there's there's great. Uh, Exposition about who Sirius Black is. Mm-hmm. He's a murderer. He's a murderer. But, uh, and then, and uh, Gary Oldman is an amazing actor. How how, how does Gary Oldman so do do what he does? I don't, I don't know. know. He's dude. so good. And I I don't want to say he's unappreciated because definitely not. He just won an Oscar. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, but he shouldn't have because he yelled at his wife once. How 15, dare he? Fifteen years ago. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> is that is that another article we're bringing up? Yeah, no, that yeah, that was an article that came out when he won his article, yeah, Oscar. Yeah. Anyway, I bet it was whoever was ran against him just like, hey, put this in the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was Russian troll bots. It was <laughs> anyway. Um, no, he was fantastic. For just just the his pictures in the paper him screaming at him the, screaming holding so the, here's one holding thing the number and just screaming in this in this whole series anytime there's a mug shot they're screaming at the camera mm-hmm. every time dude sure. but it was like the way that they like slowly like planted that seed of like who's that guy like, you don't know who that guy is that guy's crazy he's one of like voldemort's second hand man and then the villain of this movie villain in air quotes was the second hand man of Voldemort and it was super creepy. Yeah. Like I loved I loved the fact that there was an entire book largely considered the best book and the villain wasn't Voldemort in it. Yep. And Voldemort wasn't a part of it. Right. He didn't he wasn't even a part. He was busy being a fetus in the And that's the and that's, this is the only book that this happens. Mm-hmm. That, that Voldemort isn't the main antagonist. Yeah. Right. It's fantastic. It's um <clears throat> so, yeah, and oh, you get you get Professor Lupin. Yeah, oh yeah, so Lupin. Uh, he, oh, I love Lupin. And that actor too. The only time I ever saw him was in Dragonheart, and he he's was a huge the wiener, creepiest. He's dude. that wiener in Dragonheart, Ooh. and then he was in this. And I was like, he's such a good actor. I love that guy. So an, another good thing about this movie is this is when the 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 main characters actually start getting pretty good at magic. Yeah. They can actually start using their magic for really useful things. Harry learns the Patronus charm, yep. which which is uh, the that's in that in that uh, <clears throat> podcast that we that I listened to that I talked about. Mm-hmm. They thought that Harry's 
uh, nickname after this book should have been Patronus Potter because he was he at 13 he could cast a full Patronus which is he they also made fun of him saying he could cast a full <laughs> he, he wasn't it wasn't no half chub a full P he had a he had a full P <laughs> uh, but he uh, which is shocking and that's something I don't know if it gets conveyed as well in the movies as no, it, it, it doesn't um, that how amazing it is that he can like you could see I think it, who's the uh, the black black wizard he's like you can cast a full Patronus but I think it was like in the next movie oh yeah yeah it was uh, yeah he, he's Token Dean, he, Dean, 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 Dean Thomas oh it's not Token Token <laughs> <laughs> Dean Token um, he uh, <clears throat> yeah that was later on when he's like you could cast a Patronus I didn't know you could do that Harry um, but that was uh that was a great that 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 was really cool they can like you said they can use more useful magic now and so They're starting to become more competent as wizards witches and wizards yep i i really i really enjoyed that and uh it, there's one thing though and i brought it up that and it is kind of dealt with in later books but it kind of is uh what's anyway the the time turner really bugged me that there's time travel anytime you introduce time travel to anything it gets way too hairy to to did it really bug you yeah because why the hell wouldn't they go back and kill voldemort with the time turner i think they said that you can only go back like a few minutes or an hour or so you have to live the rest of your life back there well i know but wouldn't someone yeah that's it is that you have to catch up so you can only go back like an hour or so Mm -hmm. It's also very regulated, well, but you're right. They didn't th- th- like so. Someone could go sacrifice themselves to go. Like, wouldn't someone now <clears throat> sacrifice themselves to go kill Hitler, Hitler in the past and then have to live their life out in the, in 1944? Well, uh, I think she she saw the hole she was digging herself in, and basically the entire Wizarding World forgot that time turners existed. Yeah. And, and I like that that she did that, uh, but she did bring it into the world, dude. But it also created some of the coolest scenes. It in did all of the that books. that like twist because the first time I read the book, my little mind was blown. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I thought that is the coolest thing ever because Hermione just kept popping up, and I was like, "That's weird." I didn't think too much of it. When Ron but she was going, going back in where time. Where did you come from? And they're looking at her schedule, going, "You have three classes yeah. at the exact same time. How? How can you?" Do- and time and- travel never popped in my head. No, when I was never. reading the book. And then I'm getting like well, chills magic. thinking about they're it. They're magic. Too. I was like, oh, they're magic. So you can just do three classes but like, at the same time. Of and course, it's because it's it's you wanted to take more credits because she's Hermione. Like, of course, that's the reason why. Mm-hmm. Like, I do. She had and to then, get special permission from the Ministry of mm-hmm. Magic to have a time turner. But when she was like. As a third year? <laughs> as a third year. When Dumbledore was like, oh, maybe if you had more time or whatever, you could figure this out. And, mm-hmm. and they basically had to Bill and Ted the situation and go make sure that they did everything that happened to, for them. The first time, yep. mm-hmm. like throw the rock at Harry's head, uh, make sure Buckbeak gets free, all that stuff. But but they bumbled into most of them, which was the fun mm-hmm. part. But that that moment too, when when Harry's like, "My dad saved me," and I was like, "Oh, that's cool. His dad saved him." But it was him. It, and, and again, was, we mentioned this. We mentioned this in the first one. Like yeah. you are Harry Potter as the as yeah. the viewer, because you're, you, you're sitting there waiting for for your dad to come, for Harry's dad to, to like. You're sitting there waiting. Come on, come on, come on. And then it doesn't happen, 
and fi- and finally, I feel like you realize it. She does a really good job at <clears throat> making you realize things at the same time. Harry, you realize mm-hmm. things. And like, this is going to be like kind of uplifting, I think, but have you ever been like in a situation where somebody recorded you or filmed you and you, cause you can look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, God, I look terrible today. But if you like someone records you or films you in action doing something, you're like, who's that guy? Uh, that's you. Like what? That's yeah. not me. Like I was like, who's that? Kylie, Kylie, Kylie has a picture of me walking out of the ocean. I was like, why are you taking pictures of beefcakes in the ocean? <laughs> and I click on the picture. I was like, oh, it's me. <laughs> I was like, oh, what the hell? Um, but the way that Harry's like, yeah, this like brave figure appeared, and my dad asked me, my dad, like he looked up to him. Well, and, and it, everybody and tells Harry him? the entire series. Yeah, everybody tells him you're a dead ringer for your dad. Yeah, you're a dead ringer for him. And then, and so he goes, oh. That looks like my dad mm-hmm. because it looks like me. But like like that figure came and it saved his life and he respected it and he looked up to it. And he's like, oh, it's so awesome, my dad. But it's him. That was one like, of the best parts the of the way movie you can look at yourself when he's running with Hermione and going. I thought it was my dad, but then there was a moment where I knew I, I just kind of knew it was me. And I, I I knew I could do it because. Well, because I've done it before, and it's hard to describe. And yeah, that's like time travel. But uh, and uh, another thing to point out is that he hadn't cast a full Patronus until that until point. that moment, yep. dude. And it drives me crazy that you only see a Patronus take a form of an animal once, because he, he yeah. casts a stag, but every single time after, it's just like a blob. Yeah, the blob it's, goes. It's like a big force field. Pushing yeah, him out. I was like, why can't it be the animal? It'd be so I, much cooler. I know, I know. You know what I'm sure. I'm sure it's the animation, like the budget. Or something. something else that bothers me, and this is absolutely the animation budget, but that the Patronus doesn't chase him. Oh yeah, yeah. Because that's something, and <laughs> it I'm, just hits I'm, him, and they kamehameha away. I'm I'm doing I'm doing what I said I don't want to do, and I'm comparing it to the books right now. That's something it does is the stag chases them around and like headbutts them mm-hmm. and forces them away. Whereas in this one, the stag just sits there and then it goes em- emanates. And then these little circles come out and then they're forced away from it that way. Um, that kind of bugged me, but that's a very, very small thing mm-hmm. to get bugged about. Um, you get more of Harry's parents backstory yeah with, um, with with Lupin and and Sirius and Sirius you get a little bit end. of it with Sirius at the end but you get a lot of the Lupin stuff you get a lot of the Lupin and Snape don't trust each other because of their past type thing which which is a big setup for another payoff down the line yep. because you don't know you know that Lupin knew his parents in the past but you don't know that they were best friends in the past. And so you get the you get the Lupin and Snape don't trust each other, but it's uh more of that you also get the Lupin is was the and you don't necessarily get this till later, but Lupin was the Hermione of the group. Yeah. He was the, the bookworm. The bookworm and he was the smart one and he was the one that stayed out of trouble or tried to stay out of trouble. But but he was the he was the werewolf that they all Decided to become Animagus's for, and he was the one that that uh, that, and you and in this movie you get to see why he is, because you don't find any of this stuff out until later in the story. But when you think back, when you find out that oh yeah, um, they they all 
became Animagus's just because they wanted to make their friend uh, Remus less uncomfortable when he was a yeah. when he was a werewolf and like they did all these things and they bent over backwards and nearly killed themselves and nearly nearly got expelled from school multiple times for their friend Remus who they didn't meet until they went cuz cuz uh Sirius and and um James were friends before but anyway I'm getting lost in the weeds <laughs> they did all this for this guy and you and, and this is stuff you find out later in the in this in the story and you think and when you think well why would you do it for this guy for this and then when you think back to the third movie you go that's why that's why because no matter what happened no matter how beat up he was no matter how tired he was he was always sitting there with a chocolate bar for you yep. and, helping you and get better him, from the and I, I didn't want to bring this up but it, it fits really well into this but it his um, personal lessons with the with the uh, casting Dementor? of Patronus and the Dementors the is, is such a stark contrast to Snape's personal lessons with the uh, legitimacy uh, or whatever legitimacy, whatever it is. It, it, it's it, it's so perfect just to show both of their sensibilities and anyway, it, it's really good contrast. Mm-hmm. And that's in the fifth fifth one fifth book. No, it's great. Yeah, the only thing, I mean, I guess I, I guess if I had to look at some cons here, uh, the werewolf looks stupid. Yeah, the werewolf terrible. <laughs> like the worst werewolf I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, it was bad. Um, I don't know if that was like a budget restraint or I think it was a style choice. It was a style choice. Because sure. like I remember in my head I pictured like a massive hulking werewolf and then he changed. I was like, what the hell you is that? I was thinking sickly mutt. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking like more along the lines <laughs> of like uh, the werewolves that are in. Like underworld mm-hmm. or the werewolf. Well, that's that what I in, pictured in my head. They're anyway. in Van Helsing or something like yeah. that. And then we got this weird lanky. I, I think he went for a creepy look, mm-hmm. but it looked it looked like something that Guillermo del Toro that, would have done. I, that's what I was and thinking. it's and Guillermo del Toro and Alfonso Coron are homeboys. So, um, but like uh, Sirius Black's dog looked really cool. Oh, dude! So he looked really cool. Um, and another thing I wanted to bring up because uh, as as of before we started doing homework for this, this has this has been my top movie for so long, just so mm-hmm. so long, and it still is way up there on my list. Um, but it didn't get my top, and I think the reason why is that when you have a twist like that in a movie of the time travel and like you're back to the futuring, helping yourself, um, like the novelty of it kind of wears off after time. Uh, so you're like kind of used to it, and so I I don't know like I just you know the twist, you know what's going on, you know who's throwing rocks at Harry's head, yeah. and it was so mind blowing to me at the time. And then like I don't want to say it doesn't hold up as well, but you're like oh I you're just, just waiting you're just, for it. To so so because um, one thing I'll say against that is that this is probably the one that made the best second read through because of that. Yeah, it's kind of like watching Sixth Sense for. The second but but I've seen this movie like thirty but, but times. It's, it's exactly that's what I'm gonna say is. Is it's good for the second and third watching, but maybe not the tenth or twelfth. The yeah, the rewatchability is kind of is high at first, and then kind of tapers exactly. pretty but quickly. But it, it's still like this is the one that like set a template for what, what Hogwarts looks like. 
Yeah. Like it's a, it kind of changed. The fourth changed one goes before. away, but the, but the fifth one goes right back to the exact same set. Like, like I know Hogwarts Hut is the same. Yeah, exactly. Set. I know how to get the Hogwarts Hut in my head. Yeah. And I know if I go inside oh, the and door. This and, is something I want to mention. I, I love the woods in this one. Mm-hmm. It's so much more real. Yeah. Like the first and second one, it was like that stark line to the to the tree line, mm-hmm. and and uh, this one it was more like how woods really are. You know, right. they they start out uh, sparse and then get thicker and thicker as you go in. Some more great moments too, though, like when Hermione punches <laughs> Malfoy. That was a great. And then you get to relive moment. it. L- and then on. you get to relive it, and he goes, "Nice punch." And she goes, "Yeah, it kind of hurt." She's like flexing her fingers. <laughs> yep. and some um, when they the first time they go through Hagrid's, Hagrid's hut, and then they're halfway up the hill, and they watch what they think is Buckbeak yeah. being murdered, and. You get to see, I think it's the first time that they hint towards Hermione and Ron having a thing because she, when it does it, she grabs, she grabs onto Ron, doesn't she? Or yeah. does she grab onto Harry? No, you know, yeah, she, she grabs onto Ron and then Harry like, he's like a third oh, yeah. wheel and hold. And she, she like, she her. like puts her arm around Ron and then Harry puts his hand yeah. on her shoulder. Yeah. Dude, but I like, love that like Harry and Ron or Harry and Hermione can just be. Friends, platonic, platonic friends. Yeah. friends, like and no romance at all. But like, he can dance with her to help her feel better or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just really like their relationship. Me too. Yeah. It's great. Um, I'm gonna read Troy's comments here because I don't know if this got recorded last time, but um, as of about a couple months ago, this was Troy's least favorite Harry Potter movie, and he was like, "Yeah, it's, this everyone hates this." And we're all like, "No, this is widely, widely considered the best." Yeah. And like, he looked it up and he was like, damn it. <laughs> um, but it, like, I was like, how could anyone hate this one the most? Like if you're a fan. Um, Did, so, oh, okay. Go. I was just going to read what he put on there. but okay. uh, So he put on here. I didn't hate Prisoner of Azk- Azkaban as much as I did the first time, but I still didn't like it. The third book was and still is my all time favorite book. There was so much there. Here's what's wrong with it. The werewolf was fugly. The Dementors were meh. Patrona scene was good, but could have been better. Much better considering the overall impact it had on Harry and his psychology and confidence. The movie moved too quickly. In my opinion, it didn't give enough weight to how his dad, Sirius, and Pettigrew became Animagus in secret, as Jake said earlier, Mm -hmm. so they could help Lupin. It showed so much character to his father and friends and how Peter's betrayal was so much more worse. Yeah, Yeah, and those are good points. Very good points. I mean, some of them are pretty shallow about, like, the the CGI, but but the, the, the point about the... Not showing the weight of Peter Pettigrew's or Wormtail's betrayal, betrayal. like that—that that was a a big deal. They and and you can you really can kind of see it, in, yeah, in in, the, in Harry's in reaction. The, they to tried it. really hard in the uh, in the shrieking shack to to when when Sirius is screaming, he trusted you. Yeah, yeah. And he's and and it's that's that's him. That's acting, and he did a very good but, job. But but at the same time, it. Because it wasn't built up enough, his reaction seemed a little lopsided. A little lopsided. And the actor that they got to play Peter Pettigrew was almost like it was a joke. Well, let's get like yeah. an ugly rat looking guy. And, they, yeah. and then they put the the buck teeth on him to mm-hmm. make him look like yeah. a rat. Like I didn't mind that he acted like a rat because he literally was a rat for 12 I just had years. a hard time believing like this was one of their friends. He was a cool guy. Yeah, it's yeah. like no, one of these things wasn't. is not like the other. <laughs> but you did hear... Um, later on, I think you heard. Uh, no, it was in that movie. I think 
when he's listening to Madame Rosmerda and she's like and the minister is there and McGonagall is there and McGonagall's like you don't remember Pettigrew the little lump of a boy that would follow oh, yeah. those boys follow <clears throat> James and Sirius around and so they always made him out to be kind of a, a, a fourth wheel, a third yeah, wheel. Yeah, lost whatever. puppy type thing. But uh, Were they all Gryffindor too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. They're all in the same house. However, that uh, that final scene, or the... the I, I've always... I'm trying to bring up the, the, the final battle in every one of these because... That there's so much great stuff that happens in the final battle, and the, in this one, the final battle happens it's like two thirds of the way through the movie, and then comes back to it. But when they're in the shrieking shack, and um, when Lupin comes in and disarms Harry and Hermione, and then you go, "Oh, is he the? Yeah, is is he a bad guy? Yeah, like." Oh no! He, you just spent all this time because he st- he took the map from Harry. Yep. And you think is, did he spend this entire time getting his trust just so he can kill him? Yep. And it's like, oh man, it, it is such. A, and then the twist of, oh no, it's his friend, and his and ever since he heard about Peter Pettigrew being on the map, that's when he realized what's going on. And then they turn it, and there's so many turns in that in that scene. And then, and then Harry attacking Snape. Yeah, Harry, attacking which seems Snape. so like weird too. When you're watching it, you're like, I don't think he really like earned. Like, I don't think Sirius's words would have convinced him enough to do that. But, but it, it, it's also it being something Snape. else because in uh, <clears throat> in the movie, it throws Snape, especially Armus throws Snape into the thing and knocks him unconscious. Yeah, which wouldn't happen. Except in the books, it's all three, Harry, Ron, and Hermione all do it at the same time right. and hit him. And that's what knocks him so silly. But neither here nor there. Uh, he hit. He, he attacks. So Snape shows up and then Harry attacks Snape. And then they get Peter Pettigrew to come back out. And then it's just the, the amount of twists and turns that that scene takes and like you're – the the way your stomach clinches and then let's go and clinches and let's go and clinches and let's go every time something happens in that because it's this slow build up and then oh okay good uh, um, Lupin is here and then slow crap and then you're clenched up and you're no, yeah. no 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 and then you're kind of slowly letting go going are they telling the truth what's going on and then Snape shows up and it's like oh crap now what's gonna happen and then and then he he attacks Snape and then it's like holy crap and then they anyway the amount of twists and turns that scene takes is so so fantastic and I think that that is something also that adds to why this movie is the best just the caliber of actors in that room too in that room and then there's Peter Pettigrew and then there's sniffing around like an idiot it's just so good and Ron and some of the best acting in the whole series is when the dog grabs Ron and grabs him <laughs> yeah. the tree, and the look of fear and like the squealing oh, crap on his face as they pull him in, and then you can hear him <clears throat> squealing under the tree as the dogs drag. Oh god, so great, so so great. Yep. And, and so to, to wrap it up, um, he he meet he finally meets his his godfather, uh, Sirius Black, and he he finally has. 
hope. I think that, that, that at the end of this, um, Harry have, fi- finally has hope. Pettigrew. Yeah, he, he finally thinks he finally has a family, right? He finally has a father figure, out of a the family. House. Um, yeah. He he has hope in his future. Uh, all they have to do is is uh, prove that Sirius is innocent, and he has a father again, or he has a family. And so it, it's, it's since the first one when he when he finds out the magical world, and and, and that becomes his new home. Um, this is the first time he really feels like a hope for his future again. And then he gets dashed. <laughs> and he wasn't the main villain after all. It was the Dementors that were trying to take him back to jail. Which is something that was very well established that he's terrified that Harry's terrified of. It's also but, super interesting that the the villain <clears throat> in the movie is a concept and not necessarily a person. But yeah. I loved it though. It's I, 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 I does it work so awesome. well. It's it's so crazy. I think it's awesome. That that the you spend the entire movie thinking the villain is a person and then it ends up being a concept rather than a person, mm-hmm. which is so good mm-hmm. and it's so Alfonso Cuaron mm-hmm. and it's it's I don't know I think that and and all these things it's a it, the reason why it's seen as one of the best is the sum uh, the the it's greater than the sum of all its parts yeah and, and just like the pacing the way that the story unfolds it, it's just. It's easily her best book, J.K. Rowling, uh, which so. which lends itself to being one of the best movies, if not yep. the best movie. All, All right. right, cool. That's good. Well, on the um, way. Should we? What, what's Troy's house? Did he do it? Yeah, he Troy's house. Um, sent me a picture here. He is Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Oh, geez. <laughs> so you guys would be best buddies. Is Troy really a Gryffindor? I don't know who Gryffindor? I'm talking to right now. <laughs> yeah, Troy's a Gryffindor. Do we really think Troy's a Gryffindor? I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> do you think Troy's a Gryffindor? He answered you, the question. Do you think I'm a Slytherin? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Every daily is a Slytherin. Okay. Except for Cody. He's definitely a Hufflepuff. <laughs> I can see Troy being a Gryffindor. Uh, yeah, I could too. Actually, he's, he seems sure. like. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other houses. He's brave. He's hot-headed. Yeah, I'm trying to think of all the other houses, and he's he's smart enough to be a a Ravenclaw, but he's not necessarily Ravenclaw-y enough. Yeah, um, he's a Gryffindor for sure. He is. Slytherin he, he was goes, the house I was thinking. He, he was goes. Thinking, he goes with his heart a lot. I was thinking maybe he would be Slytherin, but I think you're right. He's he goes with his heart more, whereas a Slytherin is a little more uh, not necessarily conniving, conniving but uh, I think a Slytherin is more uh, like calculated, calculating. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, me calculated. Uh, <laughs> so. Conniving and calculated. That sounds like me. Okay. And next one and the last one for this week is Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. If if three is as far as movies go, if three is widely held as the the best, the best then four is widely held as the the worst. worst movie. But but by who though? Everyone, me. Is it? Because uh, according to the list, the Chamber of Secrets is, is usually considered the worst. Oh well, well, it's usually pretty far down. I think I don't know. It's the most it, disappointing for by me. The, it by is. the book fans, by the fans of the books, 
four is seen as the worst. Interesting. And I... But there's there's parts of it I loved. I love the idea of a Quidditch World Cup. I think it's great. Yeah, but they Quidditch barely were there. I know, but but like just the idea of it is cool. That's where they okay. So I'll, I promised it. I teased it, and I'll I'll do it now. But he so Victor Crumb, the seeker for Romania, um, caught the snitch and lost the World Cup because of it. Mm-hmm. And they explained it in the show. Uh, I don't know if they explained it as much in the show as they did in the books. But they talked about how um, <coughs> there was no way Ireland was too good technically, and they were just scoring goals, scoring goals, scoring goals, scoring goals, and they were too good as a team. And there was no way that um, Romania was it Romania or is it Bulgaria? I think he's Romania. I want to say Romania. I think it might be Bulgaria. I think one of the, one of the dragons is from Bulgaria it's or Romania. Hungar- Hungarian. Horn oh, type. Hungarian. Um. Anyway. Eastern European. Bulgaria. It's all Eastern. We're so racist. (laughs) They're all Eastern European, whatever. What are are they? Serbian? He's Bulgarian. Bulgarian. He's Slavic. So he's he's very Slavic. Uh, I used to get called Victor Krim. (laughs) (laughs) So he was watching it and he realized that there was no way. He was down 120 points or something like that. And so, or 170, and it's 150 points to get the yeah. snitch. And there was no way. And he was watching. And he said, "There's no way to catch him." So, so he just and like so put him out of their misery. So he said, "I'm going to catch it, and I'm going to end the game on my terms, not on the Irish's terms." So, and so that's why he is a high school student who plays for a professional yep. for the national Quidditch team, and he's the best. And he's in the world, literally the best seeker in the world. But he's a high school student. Mm-hmm. Interesting. 17 years old. It's hmm. also a fictional book about wizards. Well, I just never put that together. Like, oh. I knew he played it. I was like, wait, he's still in high school. Yeah. The homeboy is doing everything that year. He's, like, in the Olympics, and then he goes to the NBA finals. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, great start off to the movie. They go to the Quidditch World Cup. That was cool. How does he? The, the is, are the Dursleys even in this one? Yeah. Not much though. It he he gets out of there pretty quickly. Because like I'm trying to remember because this movie has always been dead last for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I watched it this time, I was like, this isn't that bad. I just it kind of feels like I'm watching it and fast forward, like the the pacing of it all. Like, yeah, this was the first one where you bought the book and yeah. it was like this thing is thick. It's like three or four inches thick that this is the first one that was mm-hmm. a big book. yeah it was like such a big jump from like the one because one yeah. is like 300 pages and this yeah. one's like a thousand yep um but yeah like this movie came out in 2005 i was a senior in high school then and like i think harry at that time harry potter was like the last thing on my mind like i, I had already read the book and then i remember this book being especially angsty yeah they, like, they tried to uh to appeal like to, to you basically yeah. to, to the to the teenager of the time they like give them really long hair they were they were more stylish i guess in that way yeah and, and it just tried like hard it just like it. didn't work for me I, I remember the trailer came out i was like their hair looks stupid mm-hmm. and for some reason i fixated on it yeah and so i was like well the movie must suck if their hair stupid um and then the, the even the book though too like this is the one where ron and harry fight the most and it 
drove me crazy. There's mm-hmm. like there's they're constantly complaining about each other in the book and in the movie. Yep. Um so I don't I don't know. I don't know something about it just at the It's one of my time favorite it came books. Out. Yeah. It's one of my favorite books. Well, cuz it has like the most weight out of all the books yet. Mm-hmm. Like especially the ending of it and everything. Mm-hmm. You Dumbledore co- or not Dumbledore? Voldemort comes back as the villain in a big way. Yeah. Um, you get um, it's it's the first like gut wrenching death. You get yeah. You get you get your uh, your Hufflepuff hero mm-hmm. showing up in Cedric, and then he gets murdered in front of Harry in front of Harry's eyes. Um, as like a blood ritual sacrifice, as a blood ritual sacrifice, which it? is pretty heavy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, there's some. Is, there's, is Voldemort body like? Is, is that Cedric's body? No, 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 no. no? no, no. Harry okay. takes Cedric's body back. Okay. To the to the family. Cedric was actually never used in the blood ritual. Um, he he was just disposed of. You, early. you hear you when when <clears throat> Wormtail's carrying the little fetus thing. He comes out and you hear Voldemort say, "Kill the spare." Oh, that's so right. That's just, right. So, so that's even more heart wrenching because he was killed not for any reason, but just because he was there. Yep. Because because and Harry decided to be because the good Harry guy. could have just grabbed the portkey and yep. gone back, but instead he chose to let Cedric take it with him, and they grabbed it at the same time mm. and took Cedric with him, and then Cedric Stupid died Harry. because of it. Um, you get the super gay moment where Cedric tells Harry to take a bath with him. Um, <laughs> that that was awesome. Uh, you get the weird part where uh, moaning hundreds, Myrtle, hundreds or uh, so like almost a hundred year old ghost uh, wants to peek under the water to look at a fourteen year old boy's willy. Um, so you had that moment, which, which was ghost was that? Oh, 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 Myrtle. I thought I was thinking, um, John Cleese <laughs> was doing that. I, was like, I, don't remember, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> Moaning Myrtle is literally great only in the first movie, but yeah, that's mm-hmm. um, some, the, the movie, I think the movie said, here's these moments. Let's turn them up to 11 too many times. Yeah. And so when Harry's going to get the uh, get the egg from the dragon in the first thing, he doesn't he doesn't just get the egg from the dragon. The dragon breaks free, and then he has to fly through the school, and yeah. the dragon chases him on the rooftops, which is cool. And, it's a cool set piece, right? But <clears throat> that on top of then they go into the lake. And then Harry's getting dragged down by the Grindelows in the lake. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to die. And then he does the Ascendio spell and then flies out of the water. And they, they just took every moment and they just cranked the volume on it. Yeah. Uh, to, and I think because of that, it just. It was too much. They did that with with the characters as well. We talked about they the did. hair. We talked the about hair, the angst. The angst. The, yeah. And it, it was like it was too, so much like so quickly that it was like like it lowered the 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 stakes of you, ne- all. you never had time to breathe and it, this is thinking. when the movies i feel like because troy said the third book the third movie's pacing was off and i feel like this from this movie on until the seventh and eighth movies that four five and six the, those movies their pacing is so off because they had so much 
from the books that they had to force into a two-hour movie. Yeah. And because of that, the pacing was so off. Yeah. And that's and I think And they that, learned the lesson on this one. The, the, the rest of them are pretty good. Yeah. Cuz the rest of them are very long books as well, but they didn't feel mm-hmm. as bad as the fourth. And, and what one thing and it's it's inevitable that will it, it has to be brought up in the fourth movie is how they handled Dumbledore. Ultimately that's why it's so low on my list Me too. is it's a complete character assassination of Dumbledore. Wait, yeah. what are you guys talking about? So, so I understand that it's a different actor, and you want and you, you want to make your your make your, him your make him your character. And it might it might have been the directing. It, it had to have been because the later movies weren't as bad. But like his, he was just so forceful with Harry in so many ways. Like he he was not Dumbledore in this movie. That that moment when when Harry gets selected out of the Goblet of Fire. There was that great moment where he catches it in midair and then reads it and goes, Harry Potter? And then everybody's like, and then he, he walks through and goes downstairs and, and it's this mo that was a great moment for Dumbledore because it's very, it, it's very like, Harry wouldn't have done this or Harry couldn't have done this. Yeah. But then when they go down into the basement and they're trying to figure out who Harry is, how Harry did it. And Dumbledore comes Pins him against Dumbledore comes running down the stairs, running right up to Harry, grabs him by his shoulders, pins him against the wall and says, did you put the put, did you put your name in the cup of the fire? And he's like super for and it's like going, whoa, this is the least Dumbledore like thing that could ever happen. The, if, the, if you read the description in the in the book, it says Dumbledore gently asked Harry, uh, are you sure you didn't do this? Or whatever. It's, says, like, it's like the exact he says opposite to of Harry. He says, "Did you put the your name in the goblet of fire?" And Harry says, "No." And he goes, "Okay." And that's literally like, and in the book, in the script, even it's it's, it's very like he cl- calmly and very coolly says th- these things to Harry, and Dumbledore is so like, Wah! and that's how he, he's so intense mm-hmm. <clears throat> through the whole movie. And it's such a in in my eyes, it's just a character assassination of him. You know who it takes is. it takes. Can you imagine Richard Harris doing that? I can't. You're right. I can't do that. That and that's why. That's why I. That's what ultimately when it comes down to it, that's the reason why is because Michael Gambon. And say what you will about how he portrayed Dumbledore. Um, I thought I, he was great in the later I movies. I didn't mind him, but say what you will. He butchered Dumbledore in this movie, and it and it ruined. It must have been the directing. Well, I wonder if they're plant if they're trying to plant seeds because if you watch the later movies, you're like, wow, does Dumbledore even care about Harry? Like, was he emotionally detached from him the whole time because he knew his fate? So, I mean, because I I remember watching it and he was getting pissed, but I didn't. I don't remember it being that much different from the books. So I don't. It was very much, but. And this is why the, it was the it was the portrayal of of Dumbledore in this movie is why fans of the books hate the movie so much is is Gambon's portrayal of of Dumbledore and I'm sure it, and like Scott said I'm sure it's a bit of directing and mm-hmm. a bit of the actor kind of working together to create this this character. Uh, but the character is not the same character as was in the first three movies. 
or even in the next couple movies. It's, it's exactly. a different character. I, I really liked um, the casting in this movie, though. Like, Mad-Eye Moody. I, oh, Mad-Eye Moody. That's, and that's the hard part about this movie is I don't like it. Uh, and it's not. Uh, it's weird that that was never Mad Eye too, <laughs> right? Yeah. So like the Mad Eye, because he was like helping him, but he was helping him win, so he so could, he could be so he could get slaughtered by Dumbledore. Yeah. Um, Voldemort. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> Their things are so similar to me sometimes. Um, but Mad Eye was great. Barty Crouch was awesome. Barty Crouch Jr. Was Barty there. Crouch Jr. He was Crowley. Crowley. Get <laughs> to stick his tongue uh, out for like three seconds. <laughs> it was uh, yeah. Those were some awesome. the The girl they got to play Fleur Delacour was great. Um, the actor for Victor Crumb was see, awesome. See, you know, all of these people in the books, I, I for a lot of them, uh, like Harry, Ron, and Hermione were were perfect to what I imagined. Victor Crumb was super far from what I pictured. Fleur Delacour is super far over what, really? what I pictured. Yeah, I did not. That, I, nothing I imagine like them like those, like those people. Really, it was. Uh, uh, it Victor Crumb was way more like stout and stocky in the movie than I thought he would be. Then, anyway, uh, I always pictured him as stout and stocky. Not in the me. books, they describe him. as Well, they said Bulgarian. And, I pictured like a muscle head, duck-footed, and stuff like that. <clears throat> he was really he's graceful on a broom, but he's super awkward oh, yeah, on the right. ground and stuff like that. Um, it was uh, the one that was super different was I, I would not um, what's his name David Tennant was mm-hmm. not the person I pictured for for no. Barty Crouch he's Jr. too handsome I think Barty Crouch Jr. I imagined <clears throat> as blonde and more boyish uh, than hmm. than David Tennant uh, but dude David Tennant was such a good <laughs> such a good guy He's so good such a good actor to do it mm-hmm. um, then you had the guy who played the uh, what's his name the guy who is the headmaster of Durmstrang oh yeah um, what now it's pissing me off that I can't think of his name and the lady who played the headmistress of, of uh, Bobaton is it Karkaroff 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 um it's also interesting that they didn't they they made Bobaton a all girls school in the books. It's not that way. They're, I don't know Bo- what you guys are talking about. Bobaton Bobaton is the French school. Mm. It's not an all girls school in the books. It's a oh the other, another really good co-ed. character, really good one off character. I guess she comes back and is Rita Skeeter. Oh, Rita she's Skeeter. great. She might great she's, character. She's one of the best one off characters. She, she comes series. back. She comes back later in the series, but yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I remember one of the her having a bigger part stream. in the books and then in the movies. She was kind of, and you have to stuff gets cut, cutting them for sure. Yeah. But, but I thought she was what she did have in the movies. I loved her when she's interviewing Harry. And he's like, my eyes are not glistening with the the oh, doubts yeah. of my past. <laughs> what, what, what's going on here? Some great moments there. She and she was, I mean, for a one string character, she was really great. Yeah, agreed. Was this uh, Ray Fiennes? Was this the first time he showed up in the movie? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's the first. And great casting there, too. Yeah. Ray Fiennes. Yeah, because I, I remember thinking, too, like, dude, like they have this villain and he's not even cast yet. Yeah. That's crazy. Not till the fourth movie. Of yeah. Eight movies. Well, at the time, they were only thinking seven movie series. 
Also, um, weirdly enough, I like I really liked the um, the ball, the dance that they had. Oh yeah. Um, for one, because it was such a needed break between like the water and the. Or, no, it happened before the water, but it was after the dragons. But it was so there, there was so much action going up to it, and so much action afterwards. Well, and the movie was, was in fast forward, and then they slowed down for this. It was a great uh, and it was, intermission. It was to show that they were like they were fighting dragons, but he was scared to find a date. Yep. And they were like, "Why are you so scared of girls?" So I was like, "That's me. I'm scared of girls. Yeah, exactly. I'll go punch a guy in the face. I won't ask her on a date." And then, and then when you finally get to the get to the dance, they're just like sitting there watching everyone else dance. Like <laughs> I could totally see myself being that douche. Mm-hmm. Like in, in high school, just not you even... You ask a girl out because you felt like you had to. Oh, you're yeah, exactly. That scene when Ron yells at Hermione and then <clears throat> Hermione sends them both away and then she she sits on the stairs and cries and then further up the stairs there's another girl sitting there crying with some friends around her <laughs> and it's like, oh my gosh, high this school. is like the perfect high school moment where it's at a dance and there's some people that are having the time of their life and there's other girls sitting on the stairs at the outside the da- the hall crying on the stairs because some boy was mean to him. And- Dude, and I, I felt for Ron too because he like, Hermione's like, I would have went if you asked me, but you didn't. And I was like, oh, dude, that's me. Like, uh, And then he was jealous. Yeah. And then he was, yeah. Because he's like, oh, she's going to say no. She doesn't think of me that way. She's like, I would have went if you just asked. Like, it's a good life lesson. Next time, man up and ask me. Yeah. And yeah, it was so good. And then there was the great scene where they're teaching him uh, how to dance. McGonagall's teaching Mm -hmm. him how to dance. And And Neville's like slaying it in his room upstairs. She makes Ron come up and dance with her. She goes, put your hand on my waist. And he's like, what? (laughs) Dude, And this is the one where uh, Harry wakes up Ron and he's sleeping without a shirt on and he wakes him up. He's like, bloody hell. And he covers his boobs. (laughs) It gets me every time, dude. (laughs) I love it. so good it was so good and and then neville kills it at the dance with jenny yeah and then he comes in and at late at night and he's like it's one o'clock in the morning and i'm just getting back to the room me (laughs) i'm getting back to the room at one o'clock like he's so excited about it it's a great moment neville had some great neville had a win one for the for the neville meister and uh, we just spent, I don't know, like 15 minutes crapping on it, but like, because this is towards the bottom, towards all of our lists. Mm-hmm. And I think it kind of shows the strength of the caliber of these movies is even the worst one we can still l- gush about. Yeah. Um, just because it's a, good, it's a really good franchise. Well, yeah, there's, I mean, it had good source material. Whether and, the movie was good or not, it had really good source and, material. And that's what I was saying too about this movie has high highs and low lows. And yeah, to me, could, the, the high highs outweigh a movie with like steady, like like the first two. I think this or the first one in particular, just kind of steady right. action in it. Because this movie has high highs, and I re- I remember moments from this movie fondly. And uh, on re- on my second, third, fourth viewing of this, I was like, yeah, I, I like this movie. I don't know why I had a bug up my butt about it before. So I'm I'm glad that I watched it again. I remember why I have a bug up my butt about it, but I also like it. Right. I also enjoy it. And speaking of, and something we haven't talked about, about any of the movies yet, is how great the these movies handle Christmas. Oh, yeah. Christmas is such a cool, magical, moment, magical uh, thing. 
for the Wizarding World, and it's so cool how it's handled. Happy Christmas in these movies, and they change it later on. I'm so glad they did. And <laughs> Harry and Ron keep getting the knitted things from from Miss Weasley every year for Christmas, and. Um, Sometimes they stay for Christmas. Sometimes they go home. But no matter what they do, it's always this super awesome scene and moments. And Harry get that in the first one. That's when Harry gets his uh, his invisibility cloak. Uh, the first they, time they he gets presents in general. First time he gets or gives presents. Um, you remember when the really, Giffords had me over for Christmas? I do. Uh, I do remember similar. that. I think Scott was gone for that one. I was Scott that um, year. But uh, in the second movie, they didn't really handle... They didn't do much of the Dobby uh, Christmas. Was it the second one? No, it wasn't the second one. I think it was the third one where Dobby works for Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and uh, Harry, give, Harry can't figure out what to give Dobby for, uh, for a Christmas present. So he just gives Dobby the old socks that Uncle Vernon sent him. Uncle Vernon sent him used socks and he gives them to Dobby and Dobby's like <gasps> Harry Potter socks are Dobby's favorite because socks are what set him free and so he's so excited to get the socks and Ron's like oh if you want that here have the my mom's sweater and so he gives him his sweater and Dobby breaks into tears and hugs Ron and is like oh, I didn't know that Harry Potter's friends were as noble as Mr. Potter himself <laughs> and there's just some great uh, Christmas moments in these in these movies in the books and the movies. And Harry Potter in general treats Christmas very specially, and I love it. I think it's awesome. So, um, should we get on to the uh, final battle? Final battle? Yeah. In the, oh, is there anything horror? else you want to you want to cover no, before? No. We? Okay. Because that uh, that scene, I I talk about turning every scene up to eleven. Uh, the going into the to the maze, um, <clears throat> the maze was so cool. It was awesome. The, the way it filled the entire valley, the, it filled the whole valley, and then it was scary. And then um, when you realize that the, it's, and you don't realize till afterwards, but Mad Eye Moody has has uh, Imperioed has gotten Crumb yeah. under the Imperious curse, and Crumb. Uh, is hexing people and <clears throat> Harry finds Fleur tied and up. The maze starts tree eating her, and it starts eating her. So he sends up the sparks and and uh, runs away. And then, oh, and you, there, there's great moments in the books, but you can't put everything in there. And so, and that's fine. But the things they did have in there were so awesome. They're so great. <clears throat> and Harry walks in and finds. Uh, Cedric and and Victor dueling each other, right? And then they race and get caught. And Harry has that moment where Cedric gets caught and he's going to get eaten by the by the roots. And then Harry has that moment where he's looking at the he has that it's that slow motion yeah. where he looks at the cup and then he looks back at Cedric Cedric and goes. Am I going to leave him? Am I going to stay? And then he, he makes the hairy decision. I like the line that comes right after, too. He's like, you know, for a moment, I thought you were going to leave me. He's like, for a moment, I did, too. I did, too. It, that, that, that was such good moment in the movie where it shows. And remember this moment. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'm going to put a bookmark in this, this magic moment. This moment. 
this magic moment. Um, I'm going to put a bookmark in this because I'm going to come back to this later. Harry gives up personal glory and he gives up his safety to go back and and save Cedric. And then they go running in and then the whole maze is going to swallow them and then they touch the porky and go off to into the, the cemetery. The cemetery. Where where was the cemetery that they that they were in? Was that, that Godric's Hollow? No, no. Where was it? It was where Dumbledore or where Voldemort's Muggle father lived. Because the house up oh, on the hill, because yeah. you know the house up on the hill where he he was hiding with uh, Wormtail, yep. and then the the caretaker goes up into the house, and then the snake eats the caretaker. Um, is this book or movie? In the movie. This is, this where he says... Like the fifth where, movie, right? No, in the fourth book. It's the introduction into the movie. Oh. The fourth movie where he says... Oh, because Harry says, can see it, huh? He can see yeah, it. Yeah, and he yeah. says, Wormtail, there's a... Nagini just told me there's a man waiting outside the door. Step aside so I can give him a, a welcome. And then you see the red, mm-hmm. the green light flash. Yeah. That's in the house that his dad lived in. Uh, but his dad's a muggle. And he hates his dad, mm-hmm. and that so that's why it's at the that uh, cemetery because they need in the in the the blood <clears throat> magic. Oh right, they, they need- needed bone of the father, uh, unwilling or forcibly taken, yeah, or unwillingly taken. So that's so that they got the bone out of out of his dad's grave. Um, dude, dude, and that, that, that scene in the is amazing. Like the the. Uh, the Death Eaters all come, I and mean, that's the first time you see like the all all of the the Sly- Slytherin boys, all their dads like show up, and, like, and then after that, Harry Potter has to interact with Drake with boys. Draco Malfoy and and uh, Crab and Goyle, and and like knowing that he just saw their dad, their dads fully supporting participate in it, murder in, and exactly. Yeah. So it's like it, that carries a lot of weight in and of itself. Mm-hmm. I guess this is a stupid comment, but was Voldemort's master plan really to have Harry compete in a tournament just to touch a cup? It's pretty, it's pr- it's pretty elaborate. Yeah, like it's, it's there's a lot of that's conveniences. The biggest, that's the biggest complaint about the fourth book in general is like, that why couldn't the fourth key be anything else? Literally that he touched anything in the movie? else? <laughs> he had to like go through a tournament first. Like that's yeah. I'm just now thinking like that seems that's, a that's little silly. The biggest complaint about the fourth book in yeah. general is like. There's so many things that could have gone. What happened if Cedric would have won? Or like, <laughs> just have Mad Eye showed up. Have Mad Eye give him like a broom or something, but it's a port key. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm. This is stupid. I'm, I'm looking sure. for plot holes right now. But. Sure, it's, it's a, a huge plot hole. It's a, it's a, it's a, an extremely elaborate, uh, and complicated plan that can go wrong at any moment. Uh. I watched. What if Harry gets killed by yeah. the dragon? Like, I watched Captain America: Civil War, and I was like, "Man, that was really good." And then someone's like, "So this guy's master plan was to make sure that Iron Man, Captain America, and Winter Soldier somehow all got to the end of the movie by themselves, just the three of them." That how did he do that? And I was like, oh, "I don't know." <laughs> well, that that's but it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know Voldemort's master plan how he pulled it off, but I guess it was awesome. It was made for a good and book. I I loved the 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 blood magic scene when he dumped the fetus in there. Yeah. You're like, oh, gross! It's what was all that? Boiling. And then it was boiling inside there. And then he he cuts off his hand. And then he takes the blood from Harry, and and drips it in there. And then takes the bone out and drip, drops yeah. it in. And then the whole cauldron kind of. 
turns to smoke and turns into Voldemort. Oh, it was so cool. It was cool. It was so cool. And then the dumb part where suddenly all wizards, as long as you're Death Eaters or Order of the Phoenix, you can fly. Yeah. Um, bugs me. But they all show up. Yeah, they don't apparate and disapparate. They fly. They fly. How did they know where they were? Because he touched his... Uh, Dark mark. He touched his dark mark, and when the dark, when your dark mark burns, you apparate to wherever that is. So whoever touched it, you know whoever touched it, and you apparate to wherever that person. But is. then, how did the the good guys know? When didn't you say the good guy showed up? No, I don't no, remember. Did. How did Harry get out of there? Okay, that he, he duels Priory Incantatum is how he got out of there. So he. Voldemort says uh, you are not better than me and I'm going to prove that I'm better than you as a wizard and And he says we're going to duel and so he just kind of toys with Harry for a bit Mm -hmm. and then Harry and Voldemort uh, cast a spell at the same time Voldemort casts Avada Kedavra Harry casts Expelliarmus and then Priory Incantatum is when the, the wands connect because the the you know the double mushroom t- t- mm-hmm. I shouldn't say that uh, when the the because the wands have the same core because Harry's well, from, wand from and the Voldemort's same... wand have a phoenix feather from the same phoenix, which is Fox, um, and because they have the same core, they're brothers. Their wands are brothers. Their wands are brothers, and so their wands will not destroy <clears throat> one another. So when they when they cast their spell, the spells connected, and then the wands, the it, it turned from red and green to just a white um, stream, and then uh, uh, like a protective dome was cast around them. So it was just Harry and Voldemort in there, and they're they're trying to force the other. So basically, one like to a let force go. of will, basically. Yeah, force right? of will. Who's going to be make the other one? Um, come up well the priory and cantardum what happens during that is the uh voldemort the last spells that voldemort cast uh from his wand get released so all the people that voldemort killed with his last killing curses come out of the wand so cedric <coughs> comes out of the wand uh the old man from the house co- comes out of the wand then harry's mother comes out of the wand then Harry's father comes out of the wand and it's and so there and so Harry's seeing his mom he's seeing Cedric and his mom and dad and he's going what in the world is going on right now and that's when his mom and dad say we love you very much we're going to distract him long enough uh, to long get to the enough port for key. you to get to the port key and that's when Cedric says take my body back and so Harry so they say okay when we say now let go and he and they say, now he lets go of the curse. He lets go of the want of the of the yeah. the spell, and all the ghosts of those people rush in at, at uh, Voldemort <clears throat> and like smack him basically. And Harry runs over to Cedric's body, Cedric's body and then Accio mm-hmm. uh, cup and the cup comes and he grabs it and that's when him and Cedric get taken back to the maze. And um, but it's not over yet because. So, but that that moment where it shows Voldemort, it's what you said, Scott. 
it's outside of Harry's control. It's outside of Harry's skill set is why he wins. In every case. Because he he's fighting Voldemort and Voldemort's toying with him. Voldemort, it's not even it's not even a it's like uh, cat and mouse. Cat and mouse. Yeah, it's <clears throat> not even a thing. Voldemort is just like, no, the niceties must be seen to Harry Potter, and he forces Harry to bow to him, and all this different. And then he, uh, and then that happens. And so it's this thing that's outside of Harry's <coughs> skills, outside of his control. And then he gets, uh, so he wins. But then he goes back, and that's when Cedric's dad sees Cedric dead, and it's that wailing scene. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, Mad Eye grabs Harry and drags him up to the castle. Tries to protect under the guise of protecting him from the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, drags him up to the castle, and then you get the that moment. What were you going to say, Scott? I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say it's not over. It, it's the Mad Mad Eye starts taking him to the castle, but it's not Mad Eye because he starts saying, "What was it like?" To be in his presence, to be in the Dark Lord's presence. You know, like uh, who terrifying is this? <laughs> What is Mad Eye saying? Is he a Death Eater? This is the blood that flows through the Dark Lord's veins, yeah. and he starts sniffing it. Yeah, getting super creepy. And then he, then the Polyjuice potion wears off, and it's Barty Crouch Junior. Barty Crouch Junior. And the the rest of the <coughs> Dumbledore and Snape and McGonagall show up. Why didn't Snape get teleported when the Death Eater? So you don't get teleported; you choose to teleport. Oh. And he did later. Okay, he did about an hour afterwards, but because uh, when Dumbledore takes Harry to his office and he says, "Harry, we, uh, what did you see?" and Harry's telling him, and Snape comes in to report what happened with uh, Barty Crouch, and then Dumbledore sit, looks at Snape and says, "You know what you have to do." Did he say and, that in the movie? Yeah, he says you cool. know what you have to do, and Snape goes. Like, he, you can see he doesn't want to do it. And he says, Severus, go. And he leaves. And then... Oh, Snape is so cool, dude. Sna- Snape he, leaves. Snape is so the cool. perfect double agent. Oh, he's the best. Perfect double agent. So great. I love Snape. Which we'll talk about next week. Next week. A lot. I'm so excited. This was a long episode. This is a long episode. And next week's going to be another long Yeah, we episode. just told you we we're going to have short episodes. That we're sorry. We're sorry. It's Harry well, Potter. I even though. thought, like, how are the Giffords going to talk about Harry Potter short in short form. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I was I was honestly kind of afraid like are we going to be able to fill fill an episode with only four movies? Only four <laughs> movies. Only four movies. Yeah, we filled two episodes with four movies. <laughs> We're about to fill two more with <laughs> We filled like four. long episodes with one movie. That's true. So, we just tried to do four. Okay, Scott, tell us what your house is. Are we going to get uh, oh. are we going to get all four houses? Sure. Okay, so before we do that, let, let's Stick to the to the what we've been doing the formula. I think I've rated the movie really low. Oh yeah, we've all rated the movie <clears throat> low. I think yeah. on our lists, it's so, not last for me. I've rated the movie super low. It's not last for me either, but uh, it's still a six. It's still a good movie. I think I would think it's like a seven point five or I, I don't know. I I kind of like, like 6. it. Six point five seven. Sure. But it's still loaded, rated really low in this list. Yeah, in this list, it's rated low for sure. Anyway, okay. Go on. Let's hear it. Let's let's get all four houses. By the so, way, so- uh, Troy's comment on Goblet of Fire, because this was his last one. He said, and I quote, 
Goblet of Fire. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Troy. Um, Very sorry for interrupting you, Scott, one more time. Troy, Troy Well, did, that was important. It needed to be said. Troy chose to keep the episode short and sweet. <laughs> um, are we going to get all four houses in here? So mine is Gryffindor. Nope. And th- nope. Not all four houses. Oh, I, I thought Gryffindor. you meant like, you're not a Gryffindor. Do, do, do I look like a Ravenclaw? <clears throat> Scott is absolutely a Gryffindor, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Why, why though? Huh? Why? Well, well I, I was answering these questions trying not to get Gryffindor, because I always get Gryffindor and everything. Like, and I always get Slytherin. I, 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 was, I, was, I was trying not to get Gryffindor, and I still did. Yeah, I, so I, it's uh, you're strong-headed. You're competitive. You um, he's a good to, dude. You want to exceed at everything you do. Yeah. Um, it's everything that describes a Gryffindor. Uh, so Scott's I, the most Gryffindor. I look at my family and I think Dad and Scott are Gryffindors. Mom and Jesse are Ravenclaws. Liza and Jake are Hufflepuffs. That's very true. And they're, they're, that's all there is to And it. Troy's a Gryffindor because he... We've said this already, right? Yeah. He's just, yeah. yeah. He, he's, he acts from his heart a lot. And I'm Slytherin because I'm... What was it? Conniving. conniving. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we ever got to the bottom and of I'm a, And I'm a Hufflepuff because I'm fat, so... There you go. Well, you go. my wife's a, a Hufflepuff, too. And she, she? she was like, I see that. why? And I was like, I like the snack. And she's like, oh, I love snacks. I love snacks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's very accommodating. She's super nice. Yeah. Everyone loves her. Uh, that's interesting. Well, uh, we've come to the end of the episode. It's a long episode. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. S- keep tuned. Come tune in next week when we get the last four movies of the Harry Potter movie series and you get uh the official cold bow rankings of the harry potter movies oh yeah and i believe next week we'll uh tell you guys our patronuses we'll get you our patronuses um, we, we, we all uh, got our wands but those are kind of boring i don't think you care yeah what uh what kind of wood our wand is and how long they are and how bendy they are <laughs> Do you guys want to see how long my wood is? <laughs> Would you like to hold my wand? Ten the wand three, tugged you off. Ten and three quarter inches, baby. <laughs> the, the hammer tugged you off. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, get on our uh, get on our our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Find us. Uh, tell us what you us, tell you us think are you your think best movies. The best movies. Are. Tell us what you think about the fourth movie and the third movie, as we just talked about generally seen as the best and the worst um let us know what you think we all we want to hear what you think um like subscribe leave us a leave us a message leave us a comment a review and um is there anything else nay no but i want everyone i'm kind of curious now after doing my Pottermore quiz i want everyone to go take it if you haven't yet and then tag us in it because i want to see what you got i want to see what you got it's the weirdest thing for me to want to see what everybody's personality quiz is, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think well, it's, it's really fun to put because people you take personality quizzes all the time, you know. It's it's like, a thing. There's but, like but Facebook to put it, links, but, but to put it in like a fandom <clears throat> and a, a fantasy world, 
yeah. and make it connected with all that. It's awesome. And these personality quizzes are pretty legit. Like they're not just like, yeah. what Sesame Street character are you? What's your favorite color? Like which character of Sex in the City are you? Yeah, like the the questions like really made me think. They're pretty deep. Like I I had to like reflect internally a lot. Yeah, and I, answering honestly, I was like, oh damn, I'm a Slytherin. So and even the, yeah. and the Patronus ones even they're like if you don't answer in time it'll go to the next question mm-hmm. it says please answer quickly like because mm-hmm. like, they don't want you to think about it they want you to just react and I my Patronus too when I got it I was like that's weird and then I looked into the symbolism I was like oh I have the best Patronus ever <laughs> ever so yeah I'm excited to share cool. cool well we love you thank you for listening uh, we'll talk to you next week bye bye. See you. Nice.